Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, what's happening, Mike? Mid forty-year-old boy podcast. How are you? Good. I should hope so. Certainly, it's uh, it's February, which is, as we all know, the ass of months. Nobody likes it. It just it smells. It needs constant attention. I don't. Wait a minute. Uh, that sounds like something I'm saying about me and perhaps my ass. No, my ass does not need constant attention. But what I'm saying is February itself is, uh, it's just a nightmare, right? It's a blight on our existence. Nobody cares for it. If we went to 11 months, you know, they always talk about, Hey man, what if we did away with that daylight savings time or whatever the fuck? And I'm all on board with that too. Yeah. Here comes the sun as our friend, George Horison, Horison, George Harrison said, uh, but if somebody said, Hey, you know what? Instead of as a, as a, if you want to keep your daylight saving time, you idiots, Let's get rid of February. Let's just let's just call it like uh, fucking January, like between January and March. We'll just we'll give it a new fucking name or make it even shorter. And I, I know what you're thinking to yourself, Mike, this is you speaking out against Black History Month. No, let's let's make fucking like uh, August Black History Month. That'll be awesome, right? 30 days, half September, April, June, end of November. Yeah, there's 31 days there. Give them their due. Give give uh, black Americans, certainly the extra three days they deserve. Uh, what is there? The. 30 days has September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31 except February, which has 28, which really kills that rhyme. I'm not going to lie to you. It cuts the balls right off that rhyme. Uh, so I'm good. Thanks. I'm glad you're out there. Uh, I, I didn't get to do the plugs with our great friend Lily because she had a jaw thing and then a face thing. And she literally during the uh, discussion, you'll hear her mention it. Um, but at one point in the uh, discussion, broadcast, whatever the fuck you want to call it, recording session, she, she had a hat on. She had like a beanie on throughout the whole thing, but then she pulled it down over her eye. And I mean, I can, you know, I can see her. So I'm, I'm going off in these fucking tangents and talking and she's squirming and she's stretching her back and pulling her shirt down or, or not her shirt, her fucking hat. She pulled her shirt down. Hey, we got a show. Uh, but instead she's pulling her hat over her eye. And I, I feel miserable that I'm making her sit there and, and engage while I talk about whatever the fuck I talked about. I don't want to give it away. Look, here's, here's what I do. I call that a selling point. Uh, boy, was I funny this week. So wait till you hear the rest of that show. Now I'm going to, I'm going to make you sit through non-funny for a while here, but, uh, but at the end of this whole, oh, please, please know there's a monster at the end of this podcast and it's me and Grover being fucking funny and making Lily cover one of her eyes because it almost exploded out of her head. Exploded. It almost exploded. My mouth feels uh, dry. Hold on. Let's water it up. There you go. Let's get a sip of water. 
<clears throat> now better. Uh, there's my tongue. All right. Now it's, I'm, I feel looser now. I feel better. I don't feel like I'm sticking. I don't feel like my teeth are sticking to my tongue. Through the teeth, the tongue. No, the lips, the teeth, the tongue, the throat. Is that what it is? What's the... It's like an old movie where they did vocal exercises. I know in, in Singing in the Rain, it was ta te ti to which has never left my mind. You know, I saw Singing in the Rain in high school, and you wouldn't think to yourself, well, that's a movie you check out when you're a young man. But I was in mass media class, and we had to watch it, and I fucking loved it. It was magical to me. I couldn't believe it. Watched that. I watched The Wild Bunch. Watched The Graduate. That's when The Graduate became a really important moment in my life. Uh, sitting in mass media class watching that movie and being, you know, because you know, you're, you're a kid, you're watching the fucking, you know, Indiana Jones and all those guys, and that's fun. Movies are great. Uh, but to see these classics and to love them, it showed me these movies that, uh, I, you know, I didn't know The Graduate existed. I'm fucking 15 at the time, whatever. And then I see it because The Graduate is, and I, you know what The Graduate was at that time? 15, born the same year as me. That's how I run my life. I compare myself to the to the to that and the Super Bowl. Me and the Super Bowl and the graduate are almost the same age. Me and the graduate are the same age. Uh, me and the Super, the Super Bowl is like a year or two older than me, actually. Uh, 66 was its its debut. So it's, I guess it's a year older than me technically. But then they say that this is Super Bowl 57. Uh, and, and I'm, you know, I'll be 56 this year. So I guess it's a year. It's just, they're just six months ahead of me. I don't know how numbers work. <laughs> I'm not a guy who knows how numbers work. You expect me to handle this shit? I can't. Uh, but the Super Bowl is coming up. Who are you picking? What are you doing? Who are you, who are you choosing? What's your club? Here's a, here, brace yourselves. Anybody who doesn't care about sports. Here's what I'm going to tell you. First of all, uh, I'm excited for the Super Bowl because it is clearly the two best teams in the league. Number one in the AFC, number one in the NFC, colliding. Uh, fantastic coaching in Kansas City. A coach coming into his own in Philadelphia. Um, an Eagles fan base that's rabid, a Kansas City fan base that's vocal and ready for more because they have the, the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes, uh, versus the best defense in the league, the you know pass rush certainly, a great offense. It's it's set up to be a classic. I can only hope that it is, but who knows if it will be. But I will tell you this: in the beginning of the season, and you can go back and check this because I'm I'm just vain enough to have probably put that on this show earlier. Uh, I made my football choices with my friends. And here's what I do. I try to gin up my friends and go, hey, man, what's your Super Bowl choice? And I send a text out to 15 uh, of my friends and I get three responses back. And I'm like, I, guys, could you do something? I don't have a wife. All right. I know you have kids, whatever the fuck. You're watching a volleyball game. Pretend I'm included. Wouldn't that be fun? Um, but I, want, I wanted to know what people thought. So I, in the beginning of the season, here was my choice. Beginning of the season for the Super Bowl to be played this weekend in uh, Glendale, Arizona, here's who I would I chose, and I was just in that stadium when I went and saw Michigan play against TCU in a game one of my friends would rather forget. Uh, but it was a it was a fantastic expedition uh, ex expedition exhibition of amazing offensive explosions. Uh, and maybe the Super Bowl will be the same. Although I don't know, the the defenses are rough, the pass rushes are rough. But I will say this: Kansas City injured, limping into the Super Bowl, and also they have uh, their entire defensive backfield rookies. A lot of rookies back there. Will that be exploited? Well, it would be by a better quarterback. Jalen Hurts, a very good quarterback coming into his own, but also more of a threat to run, a dual threat. But he also has your your uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, and he has, uh, is it Devontae Adams or is Devontae? Yeah, he's got Devontae Adams because Devontae Green? What the fuck am I doing? How can I can't remember this guy's name? Uh, I know he's got A.J. Brown. They can't have two color name receivers. Uh, they have, you know, they have, they have Reggie White, who's a former Eagle great. 
Uh, perhaps they have Kevin White, who the Bears drafted a few years ago, who had, when they drafted him, he had shin splints. This is a speed receiver. The Bears drafted number seven. A uh, guy had shin splints when they drafted him. Smart, right? That's good. You figure, well, shin splints aren't going to bother a speed receiver at all. A guy who runs a 4-3, why, he'll just shake those off, right? He doesn't make a living with his legs or anything. Kevin White. And, and I look, I don't blame Kevin White. Guy's hurt. Fucking Bears shouldn't have taken him. Bears are a mess. I will say this. I will say this first after a sip of water. It's funny how differently I look at sports now because, you know, the Bears suck. Uh, the Bulls are fucking mediocre and and can't get out from under. They tried like two years ago. They picked up Lonzo Ball, uh, Vucevic. They fucking DeRozan. And I'm like, here we go. Alex Caruso, let's fucking make this team work. And they had a great half a season. And then like nine guys got hurt. And Lonzo Ball has... He had a debridement, a, a ligament debridement. I don't fucking know. All I know, he's got one of those basketball-only injuries when someone, someone's like, oh, yeah, you know the tiniest bone in your body? You broke it, and you won't be able to walk for four years. What are those fucking mystery injuries? So Lonzo Ball had that. So he had to have like a, a, a debridement, possibly. a defi- Maybe he has a defibrillator. Perhaps he has a knee defibrillator. Uh, Lonzo Ball was the key to what they were doing. He was the guy who was going to make the fucking machine run because he was a point guard who could kind of shoot. He wasn't really a distributor, but they would be able to work the ball through him and DeRose, and it was going to be interesting to watch. Uh, and again, for half a season, they were fucking great. They were they were actually the number one team in the East, I think, for the first two months. And again, you, that doesn't win championships or titles. But then Lonzo Ball said, ouch, and everything went out the fucking window. What a drag. So uh, depressing, quite frankly. But but the fans are all, because I was all on board with the moves they were making. Some people weren't. I was like, no, man, I don't want them to suck anymore because they'd sucked for a long time. They hired a bunch of shitty coaches. They hired this bald dude who was like making them run fucking suicides. They're dude. They make millions of dollars. Nobody's going to run down and backs. They hated him. Guy looked like a thumb. Boylan. Look him up. Jim Boylan. Uh, <laughs> so, so the Bulls, they tried. They, they, they hired a whole new front office. They hired these new coaches. They hired everybody. They got a, a coach who had proven in the league, not proven to win titles, but proven that he could coach in the league. And now a lot of people want him fired, but it turns out they gave him an extension and people are furious. Uh, but now so all these fans are piling on now because the Bears kind of, the Bulls kind of stink. And they're, they're 500 and that, there's nothing worse. Like if you really suck, you're like, maybe we can make some draft picks. If you're really great, you're really great. But if you're in the middle, they call it the mushy middle. Um... Because you can't escape it. You need good draft picks to escape it, or you need to sign free agents. Well, free, free agents aren't coming to your team if you're the mushy middle. Unless, like like I said, they signed Lonzo Ball. They got DeRozan in a trade. It's fucking beautiful. Uh, they traded for Vucevic. You got to make trades for the guys like that. But then if you don't put it together, nobody wants to come there. Nobody cares what I'm talking about right now. But still, the thing is, the Bulls are just kind of eh, mediocre. And tomorrow's the trade deadline, or today. I guess you're getting this Thursday morning. I'm recording this Wednesday night. But um, So today's the trade deadline. And Vucevic is on an expiring deal. DeRozan has two years left. They have a guy named Zach Levine. who they oh, In the offseason, they gave him a MAC contract, and, he, and then he had knee surgery. <laughs> it's like, dude, could you stop? Could Chicago teams stop picking up these guys with legs made out of fucking Pringles chips? I mean, what the fuck is happening to you guys? They get Bears drafted Kevin White and the fucking the, the, the Bulls get Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine with the bad wheels. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Stop signing these guys. But then they gave Levine a max contract. And it's this thing in the NBA where they're like, well, you have to prove to other players that you'll take care of your players. So you got to give a max contract. And it's like, even if this guy didn't, really earn a max contract and then there are people like well you gotta sign him because there's really nothing else to do no you could bottom the fuck out because there's a kid coming into the league next year get this name victor Wembenyama. go look him up 
guy's 7'6", but he runs the floor like a gazelle. He shoots threes, he blocks shots, he dunks. He's a fucking psycho. And everybody's in the tank for Wemba. They call it the tank for Wemba. But here's another thing, as we all know, about legs. I just told you, they're a fucking tricky industry. So Wemba Nyama's 7'6", and he's bombing threes and running all over the joint, right? But those legs are ready to collapse at any fucking second. My knee hurts, and I don't do anything but sit around. Of course, I'm 8 million years old, but still, when you're that big, just walking around, carrying that carriage around is just, is just, that's damage enough. There's danger in every step. Every step you take when you're seven foot six is fraught with peril. So Victor, Victor Wembenyama, though the finish line for a lot of guys, the teams everybody tanking for, there was, because look, we learned this lesson last year. Last year, there was a guy coming out of Gonzaga named Chet Holmgren. He played one year in college, I believe, and uh, he's another guy. He's a beanpole, seven three. Played D, pick and roll, but he also, he's like 7'3", and he weighs 170. What are those skinny, like, postage stamp-looking motherfuckers? And everybody was like, ah, can he take the, the wear and tear of the league? Well, then he gets drafted, and he, his first exhibition game, it's a, you know, preseason game, he fucking goes off. He's fucking amazing. He's so good. And then, like, two games later, he steps on somebody's foot, and he's out for the entire year because he broke two bones in his foot. Because, again, basketball, man, the, the pounding you put on your legs and your feet is ridiculous. So when, And when you're 7'3", just walking to the store puts fucking pounding on your feet. You know what I mean? So this fucking dude steps on somebody's foot, breaks like two bones in his foot, and he's gone forever. So now everybody's like, that was Chet Holmgren, who everybody was like, ah, he's kind of slight. I don't know if he can last in the league. And then he breaks his foot, and everybody's like, ha-ha, see, we told you, he was too slight to last in the league. And now this year, the new Chet Holmgren is Victor Wembenyama. Everybody's just rubbing their hands. Oh, this is the guy. I can't wait till Wembenyama shows up. Well, yes, unfortunately, he's the tallest oak tree in the forest, and everybody in the fucking league has got an axe. It's going to be terrible. I want her to be fucking amazing. You know, you, you, not everybody's going to be Minute Bowl going out there and just fucking bombing threes and being a freak of nature. Uh, Minute Bowl, a terrible choice. He was a terrible basketball player. <laughs> he was a seven foot six guy, but uh, but absolutely a terrible. But his son, actually, his son's kind of a unicorn. His son's name, you know what? You're going to brace yourselves. Minute Bowl, if you don't know him, Google him. Uh, but you know what his son's name is? You're going to crack up when I tell you. Let me do this. Oh, this is like a drum roll. His name is Bowl Bowl. I, I, and look, I don't know how names work in Senegal. Maybe that's a tribute to his dad. I, I don't know. Um, but his, his name is literally B-O-L-B-O-L. Bowl Bowl. Uh, it's no Boutros Boutros Gali, but it's close. Anyway, so the Bulls are in a mess. And uh, today's the trade deadline. Who knows what they're going to do? But the Bears, uh, you know, they stunk last year. They were fucking terrible. But they had this kid that they think is going to be the quarterback of the future. And I'm excited for Justin Fields. That'll be fine if he does well. And then this year, they got all this cap space. They got all these draft picks. Uh, they have the number one draft pick in the league. They can trade that for more draft picks. It's a, it's an exciting time to be the fan of a shitty team because you hold all the cards in the offseason. They have double the cap room of anybody else. There's a reason they sucked last year. Like they they fucking peeled the onion and just and threw everybody away. Got rid of all the good players except for their quarterback, and then let him run for his fucking life for 17 games, which is a drag. But now, now it all paid off. They got the number one pick in the draft. They can trade for a haul. Uh, they got to draft some linemen. They, and now they have all this money. They literally double the cap space of anybody else. They have like 98 million dollars in cap space, and the Falcons have like 55. So I guess it's not technically double, but still, what are you gonna do? Fucking pin me to the wall on numbers? What the fuck is wrong with you? You did your research. So they're going to go ahead and bring these dudes out, right? I'm going to sign a bunch of dudes, make all these draft picks. And uh, here's my favorite thing. People are speculating. They're like, you know what? Because they love Justin Fields, right? They, the Bears, it seems like they do. But their fans were like, you know what? They should trade Justin Fields and keep the number one pick and draft another quarterback. And and I, look, 
And people are like, why would you do that? Like, was then they get five more years on a rookie uh, rookie quarterback contract? Because that's the big deal in the NFL. Once after five years, you got to give your quarterback like forty five million dollars a year. It's big against the salary cap. It's fucking a crusher. Okay, but if you want your team to be good, like. Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Cincinnati and fucking all these other teams that you have to have a quarterback. It's the most important position in sports, not just football. So you got to pay the quarterback. So everybody, but the fans are like, we can put that off. We can trade Justin Fields and keep the number one pick. And, and I see these people speculating on stuff like that. And uh, like I said, to to start all of this off, I look at sports differently now because I will tell you this, the Chicago Blackhawks suck. They're fucking terrible. They won three Stanley cups in the, in the time I've been doing this podcast. We've been able to enjoy three Stanley Cups with the with the Blackhawks. It's fucking amazing. But now they're a shell of what they used to be. They have two superstars from that era, uh, one of which can still perform at an extremely high level. The other one is still a good to decent player. But they each make $10 million a year. And so fans are like, get rid of them. Well, this year they're probably going to trade them at the trade deadline. Uh, but the thing is, they have no movement clauses. So those players can approve any trade. And they're going to have to, and the, the Hawks are not stupid because they're like, well, we can't force these guys out of town because we'll be fucking, the Hawks have had a ton of trouble over the past few years with fucking sexual abuse and bullshit. So they're already looking terrible. It's just a matter of time until the Native American people come and get them to fucking change their logo. I mean, it's just, it's, there's all this stuff is brewing. Okay. Bobby Hull just died. He was a former Blackhawk and they're not honoring him. They had like a, they showed like a clip at the All-Star game. And I think they're going to have a video tribute for him at one game, but they're not going to wear a uniform patch. They're not going to put his number on the ice, which is crazy in one respect because he's a legend. He's he's one of the greatest players in the history of the NHL. First guy to score 50 goals in 50 games. And also he was the guy who invented the curved stick. So he basically invented the modern slap shot. So an insane legend and, and someone extremely important to where the NHL is now. However, uh, Bobby Hall off the ice had uh, two separate ex-wives accuse him of violence and domestic violence and beating them up. but uh, And that's terrible. That's an awful thing. And that should be enough to disqualify him. But you know what? Are you looking for a cherry for that domestic violence Sunday? I think you probably are. <laughs> Bobby Hall gave an interview where he said that Hitler had good ideas, but he went just a little too far. Now, I'll tell you this. I don't know if he was talking about Hitler's Slapshot prowess. Perhaps there's some way Bobby Hall took Hitler had an idea for a curved stick that they found somewhere in his papers in the bunker. And Bobby was like, ha ha, noted when he was seven. And then he brought it to the NHL 20 years later. Who the fuck knows? Um, and then also in the same interview, he said uh, that uh, we need to be worried because the black population is growing too quickly. <laughs> I mean, look, <laughs> I'm just, I, those, those are repulsive sentiments. All right. But it's hilarious that anyone would ever say them, first of all. And secondly, that anyone would ever say them to a reporter. I, I don't know what your end game was. I, I don't know. Cause again, there's, there's a thing where people think they're, they're untouchable. I get it. You get to be famous or whatever the fuck. And you're like, nobody can fucking come after me. Um, I look. All right, there's three levels actually. One to actually feel those feelings, to have those thoughts, to really think that Hitler had good ideas, but then, you know, he kind of went awry when he killed the six million people thing. Uh, and then, but then also think the black to think those things is a terrible thing. To to have that blackness inside of you, that that terrible void, that you would even consider those to be statements that you would believe in. 
Secondly, to say them out loud to anybody. I don't give a fuck if it's your neighbor over a beer. If, if I'm, look, if we're mowing the lawn and then we sit down to listen to a baseball game on the old fucking uh, AM radio and we're just sitting there in the sun and it's lovely and the smell of new mown grass is through the air and you turn to me and you go, you know, Hitler really had some pretty good ideas. I think he just went a little too far. That beer is over. That 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 nice meeting session, that porch discussion has finished and we will never have another. I don't want to hear any. I'm not I, I am not interested in your ideas and I would not be interested in subscribing to your newsletter. I could not be less interested in you and your Hitler bullshit. And even worse, like what if I even if I stick around past the Hitler? All right. Even if we get through that, because I because I, I really want to hear this baseball game. And look, the sun is shining. The grass smells terrific. The beer is ice cold. And I'm listening to the ball game and you you drop Hitler as a good guy on me. I'm going to be a little weirded out, probably a lot weirded out. And again, like I said, normally in who I am, I march the fuck out of there. I leave. We're done. But just say the beer is just cold enough and the game is, is tight enough. It's much, it's interesting enough to where I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I, the, the comfortable porch swing. We're having a good time. I can overlook the Hitler. If, if I even make that leap and I can't, I'm telling you right now, I can't. But if I decide to in that moment, because the beer is super cold and the game is really good. Uh, if you come at me with when I don't disagree on the Hitler and you rather you because then you're thinking, well, this guy's on. He's with me. Obviously, I, you know, I, if I busted out the Hitler material early and he's still here, wait till I drop this on him. Hey, did you ever think that maybe the black population in America is growing way too fast? and We need to do something about it. I don't care how cold your beer is. I don't care how great the game is. We are now finished. You are on your porch swing alone as I march next door and make a note of never talking to you again. I tell my 1950s wife in her hoop poodle skirt that we are not to go and make anything to do with the neighbors. And I immediately make a telephone call to somebody who builds fences. That's all I'm doing. Our shared property is over. No more Saturdays of mowing and beer and baseball with you, friend. I'm going to just fucking tool time you the rest of your goddamn existence and just peer at you over the fence and wonder what fucking blitzkrieg you're putting together in your goddamn house against black people. You fucking loser. Uh, <laughs> so so he did that. And my favorite part is like, so then so Bobby Hall then dies recently, right? Uh, last week or something. And and uh, <clears throat> there's there's a guy who writes for the he writes for the athletic. He's a Blackhawks beat writer, and he basically says, look, man, you can't separate this stuff from the ice, and it's going to be weird to see, especially the Hawks have had so much bad PR over the past few years, what they're going to do about Bobby Hall. And uh, and in the comment section, it's, you, look, can we admit that this country as an experiment is over? I don't even want to say democracy or whatever the fuck. Can we just admit that that discourse has destroyed us and and laid us low and we'll never be able to come back from it? Because I've said before, if you're willing to defend child molestation, which was the case in a pitcher for the Kansas City Royals a couple of years ago, if you're gonna if you're gonna swoop in on a take where like literally this dude is like, he's Hitler had some good ideas, and also by the way, uh, I think the black people population is growing crazy, and uh, and those are rough things to say, but also I'm gonna go in, in, involve myself. I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go fucking to, <laughs> I'm gonna go to marriage school, and I'm gonna major in wife punching for the next ten years. Uh Fuck that guy. But these people come in to defend him. My favorite is people like, oh, yeah, I believe every article I read from the Moscow Times. Oh, like a reporter would, has never twisted anybody's words before. I'm like, I don't look, man. Bobby Hall denied it. OK, he denied it after it came out. But then his daughter, his fucking daughter came out and said, "Yeah, it sounds like my dad. <laughs> Which is damning in itself, right? Because I'll tell you what, even if the daughter is getting revenge on you because she watched you fucking knuckle dust her mom for years. 
uh, you deserve it. Because you know why? Because you threw her mom in a fucking hammerlock every fucking time you woke up in the morning and the coffee wasn't warm enough. So you deserve your daughter outing you as a Nazi and a racist. Why not? Uh, but these fans defend him. Uh, you, you know, uh, and, and they also move the goalposts. What about Ray Lewis? What about this guy? What about that guy? Yeah, Ray Lewis is a shitbag too. He killed somebody. So, so what? What about Ray Rice? Yeah, he punched his wife in the face on an elevator. Fuck him. He never played in the league again. I mean, what are you, what are you trying to prove? When you keep going, if you're always going to lose the game when you show up with, what about this scumbag? Yeah, that's a scumbag. I got news for you. Everybody's a scumbag. They're, those guys are scumbags, and you don't need to fucking go ahead and worship them hero-wise. And I'll tell you what, here's the deal. It's not like the Blackhawks struck the guy from his fucking Hall of Fame. It's not like the NHL took him out of the record books. Uh, all they, they Then they're going to have a video tribute because there's enough of these fucking cantankerous World War II veterans who, despite his praise of Hitler, still think Bobby Hull is a hero for some reason, and they're going to come to the game because of that. They're going to spend money and buy hot dogs and talk about how these kids today don't know anything about a slap shot. Uh, but realistically, you, you know what I mean? They, you shouldn't honor this fucking guy ever, ever. He, did, he, did, he said and did terrible things. And, and again, this gets to the larger picture of, well, you could say that about anybody. You're right. I just did. Every, you can you can both sides it. You can go. Well, what about this guy? What about that guy? Yes, that guy's terrible. Yes, that person's terrible. I what do you? I will constantly play this game of who's more terrible tennis, and I will fucking return everything with verb, verve and vigor, vim and vigor. Perhaps uh, I will just fucking blast balls over the net at you, and you can go ahead and return them. That's fine. But I'm gonna constantly. You can send a hundred mile serves. You can rod laver the shit out of me, and send me all the fucking most vicious serves you possibly can, and I'm gonna return them all. Yeah. So yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that guy's terrible too. These guys are all terrible. Just keep hitting tennis balls at me. Go tell <laughs> with fucking names of guys who've beaten their wives. And I'm going to go, uh-huh, awful, terrible. Ban him too. Ban them all. I mean, I, you know, and you're, and you're, I'm sure you're going to find some here. Because look, I, like I said, Mike Schmidt said some racist bullshit a fucking couple of years ago. Mike Schmidt was my idol growing up. I went to fucking Cooperstown when he got inducted when I was an adult. Um, and he, he's, you know, he works in the Phillies booth. He's a terrible broadcaster. But, but he's, you know, he's a Phillies legend, so they keep him around. But he he made a comment, and look, he, thankfully, Mike Schmidt has not opened the book on Hitler, so that's good news. I mean, I don't have to worry about that. Uh, but, but, I, but, yeah, who knows? I, you get older, they get more comfortable saying dumb shit. But he said something in the booth about, uh, they were talking about a guy named Odubel Herrera, who, by the way, scumbag. Uh, they found Odubel Herrera, his, his girlfriend called them from a fucking Atlantic City hotel, called the cops, and uh, she was all beaten up and bloody. And uh, this is at the time, Odubel Herrera, starting center fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, and so his, his girlfriend is all beaten up and she calls the police and they come. Uh, and look, it's a terrible story. Domestic violence is always horrifying. Uh, I lived it, quite frankly. I observed it. I was a part of it. I saw it happen. Uh, so it's an awful, awful thing. But uh, but then you're reading the story and Odubel Herrera is like 26, I think, at the time. His girlfriend is 18. Uh, or nine, might be 19, might be 19. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking care. She's a teen. It, it, all I remember was she was a teen. She wasn't even 20. And that's the Major League Baseball's girlfriend in a fucking Atlantic City hotel. She's not, she's not even old enough to go gamble downstairs. That's why she had to sit in the room and eat right hooks, because she's not old enough to go downstairs and play craps. So she had no fucking choice. Uh, but so Odubel, uh, so before the domestic bullshit, he was on the team, and he was always kind of a, there's a term in baseball, a hot dog. Okay. Uh, he, he played with flair, but I will tell you this. There are some guys who just play with flair because some guys enjoy the game or they have fun playing the game. And there's a big thing now in, and not now it's been forever. 
and it always it always seeps out of the ground occasionally the the racist undertone of baseball that latin players don't care about winning they care more about looking good it's like white men can't jump you know hey sydney do you know how many chains that how many dinners that chains at your family back you know what i mean they think and oduble was latin i believe he was dominican and so mike schmidt in the booth brought all that out on a broadcast, he's like, well, you know, doable. The thing is, you know, a lot, a lot of Latin players, they just, they don't really try and they don't, you know, they don't want to do this. They care more about looking good. And I'm just like, oh, you, you weird fucking grandpa. Why? Why couldn't you just be the guy with the perm who hit home runs? That would have been fucking awesome. The guy who who shared my name and I loved it. It was my favorite thing. Uh, now, to the, it's, look, it didn't end my my admiration or the memories I have of Mike Schmidt, but it, it, it made me go, ah, oh, come on, dude. What the fuck? So that's what I mean is there's that weird uh, gray area. Everything's a gray area. Everything in the fucking world is a gray area. All these people telling you, know, they tell, you can't do this. You can't play that. You can't listen to that. You can't watch this movie. You can't read this. I, why? I can. I can. And I support your cause. And, and I hope things go well for you. And if you need, you know, <laughs> if, if you want, if you want me to vote for it, I'll vote for it. You got a piece of paper. I'll sign it. But as far as this non-college bullshit you're giving me, I got four words for you. Learn to fucking type. Hee <laughs> See, I go four words. I'm not, I'm not, because I'm not Mr. Pink. I don't go two words on you. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So the thing is, this racism thing is bubbling always, constantly, everywhere. Everything, everything is. All the discourse is just terrible. We've talked about it a million times. So, uh, I don't even know how I spun into Mike Schmidt. Oh, you know, because the, the Hawks suck. So, yeah, they, so they bury Bobby Hull and now this good thing's going to happen. But they also stink. So now the, the fans are like, oh, this is a tank year for the Hawks. Hey, man, the Hawks are going to tank. They're going to suck. It's going to be awesome because here's the thing. There's a generational talent uh, about to be drafted in the NHL. It's a kid. But if you don't if you don't follow hockey, you probably still know who Wayne Gretzky was uh, because he did a really weird Saturday Night Live once. So maybe that's why he's on your radar. But he's the greatest hockey player of all time. I consider myself lucky to have grown up watching him. And uh, then you've got your Sidney Crosby. You've got your Mario Lemieux. Uh, look, you've got your Bobby Orr, if you want to bring that up for my friend Ken. Uh, you can't argue with these guys. They're all fucking legends. Well, there's a kid who's being considered a generational talent who's about to be drafted. He's considered uh, in the class. I mean, not Gretzky, because Gretzky's Gretzky. But he's in, he's considered in the Sidney Crosby class, who's also you know a little below Lemieux. Because um, clearly Gretzky, Lemieux, and Orr are top three players of all time. But you, can, I, you can't argue with that. Uh, and there's guys I love. I love Mike Bossy. I love, you know, from, from the Islanders, what may be certainly top five goal scorer of all time. Look, I don't want to argue and I don't want to bore you with hockey records, but what I'm telling you is there's a kid who's about to be drafted. His name is Connor Bedard. Uh, Google him if you'd like. He just played in the, uh, the, U, the national tournament like the, with, for team Canada. And I think he had 19 points in five games. I mean, he, he, and that's against other countries, best players. All right. Not, not NHL players, but juniors, like they're, they're young guys. Cause this Bedard, I think is 18, maybe might be 17. Uh, and he's eligible to be drafted this year. So the Hawks, what they did in their wisdom, because they, you know, they're like, you know what we should do? What if we got rid of everybody that's good? They, they just did a major league where they just got rid of every single player. They signed a couple guys because they had to reach the fucking salary floor and they were hoping to spin them off for draft picks, a guy named Max Domi, uh, Ty's kid. And they're looking to trade these dudes, right? So, and they're looking to suck. And it's working because right now the Hawks are, and the Columbus Blue Jackets are the two worst teams in hockey uh, record-wise. The Coyotes are pretty bad too. The Ducks, they're fucking awful. But the thing is, the, the important thing is the, the, the Hawks want to have the top odds for the draft lottery. 
And I will tell you this. There's a lot of people who say, oh, the draft lotteries are fixed for the big clubs. Like a lot of times, like, you know, they all thought the NBA fixed it so Patrick Ewing would go to New York. And they wondered if maybe the Bulls got it fixed so they could get Derrick Rose, like all these different things. And I say, I don't really believe in that. I think I believe the Nick one, maybe it's a weird conspiracy sports theory, but that I kind of maybe believe. But I don't think they've really worked out any other fucking fixes. But I don't think that the league would be upset if the next great superstar was in a media market like Chicago, I'll tell you that. I know what they don't want him. Phoenix. They don't want him in Anaheim playing for the fucking Ducks. <laughs> you know, they they don't want him in Columbus playing for the Blue Jackets. And look, if you live in Anaheim, good for you. If you live in Columbus, God love you. I've played the Funny Bone there or the Improv or whatever the fuck it was. And it was great. No, it was the Funny Bone. Uh, I had a great week. It was fantastic. Went and saw the Clippers when they were still there. Fun. Uh, if you're if you're a uh, Phoenix person, I, I, you know, good for you. I have a friend who lives in uh, Tucson. And uh, if you're from Arizona, uh, God love you. Stay out of the heat and don't vote for a nut. Um, but you're not getting Connor Bernard. Because I, I if, if ever the, hey, the league fixes the lottery to make sure that the good teams get the best guy, uh, the big markets, if that's ever been true, I hope it's true this year. Because, oh, my God, do I want the Blackhawks to get Connor Bernard. He's ridiculous. Go what, dude? There's stuff. Me and Gil Martin one night. I, I was all last year. I watched the hockey playoffs at, at Paul's, so we'd watch hockey and then we'd go to YouTube and just watch hockey clips. And uh, there's clips of Connor Bedard doing ridiculous shit. There, there, there's clips of Patrick Kane doing stuff. I mean, again, if you ever see these guys, because again, you think they just play hockey, which is great, but then they do these skills challenges. There's a the thing with Patrick Kane. He's got like 80 pucks around him, and he stick handles through all of them and doesn't touch anything. It's fucking crazy. There's one. I think it's. I don't know if it's Bedard or Sidney Crosby, but he's shooting pucks off the boards with another puck and he never touches the boards. Fucking, we're just watching it and just going, this is a miracle. Like, who could ever do this? Uh, well, the new guy's here, Connor Bedard. He could probably shoot the bottle cap off a fucking soda bottle. And and he's the guy. And I want him so fucking bad to be a Hawk. But here's the thing. So everybody rooted this year for the tank. Oh man, we want the Hawks to tank. So when you say you want the Hawks to tank, you don't really watch the games. You kind of disassociate yourself from the team and you check the box scores and you follow along, but you can't get invested because you're not rooting for them to win. Does that make sense to you? Uh, which is seems so antithetical in sports because you want your team to win. But when you're going for the tank and you're rooting, the big win is getting the better lottery odds so you can draft the superstar and be great for the next 10 years, right? That's what you're rooting for. And when you're so when you're rooting for the team to lose, you don't want to fucking watch them. You know, you, you just don't become as invested as you usually would. In fact, I, I find myself getting angry. Like when I see Columbus lose, I'm like, God damn you, Columbus, fucking wake up, win a game, God. And it, so I'm, I'm actively rooting for the Hawks to lose. And that feels gross. I don't like it. I'd much rather have a really good team um, with the like the Bulls this year. I'm rooting for the Bulls now to tear it down. I want them to trade a bunch of guys today so they can change it up or at least tank for fucking get Wemba in town with his fucking balsa wood legs. I don't give a fuck. Bring him to town. See what happens. Anything new. Uh, the Hawks blow. Let's fucking really blow and get Connor Bedard in town. Um, thank God for the Phillies. Phillies went to the World Series last year and then they just fucking had an awesome offseason. You know, you know how excited I am for baseball? Holy fuck. They had an amazing offseason, signed the best free agent that was out there. Fuck you, Aaron Judge. Uh, they signed Trey Turner, brought him in to play short. Perfect, perfect fit for that lineup. Going to hit on the top of it. Going to be amazing. They're just going to bludgeon teams. It's going to be fucking beautiful. And so I have them to root for. They get all my love because the the Bulls mushy middle, the Bears blow. But although now in the offseason, it's going to be better because you're doing a bunch of trades and things like that. And then the Hawks are totally fucking awful. But, you know, you're tanking and hoping they somehow can get Bedard. 
which is so I just went through with both the Bears and the Blackhawks, essentially rooting for my team to lose. Like I wanted Justin Fields to grow as a quarterback, but I wanted the team to fucking lose so they get the number one draft pick. And they did. It was crazy. And it was a fluke that they got it because the Houston Texans were ahead of them the whole year for the final draft pick. And then the Houston Texans won on the last day of the year to fucking drop the number two. And it was like, yay, yay, Houston. Good for you. Bulls with the number one pick. Uh, Bears with the number one pick. Um, so when I say I look at sports differently now, you know, I'm, I'm so ecstatic for the Phillies. Went to the World Series last year. I'm ready for him to fucking take the field now. Rooting for the Bears to lose. Rooting for the fucking Bulls to break up the fucking squad and get out of the mushy middle. And rooting for the Hawks to lose. It's a weird way to view sports. It's a weird prism to look at your favorites. Because again, I love sports. I've loved it since I was a kid. Um... And I, and I, I mean, I really, when I was a kid, I'm like, I could tell you the starting lineups on every team. Like when I was, I was so, you know, as I mentioned, I came from a home filled with domestic abuse, losing myself in box scores was not hard. So I, I loved it so much and I've loved it my whole life. I mean, I watched LeBron yesterday break the NBA record for scoring and, uh, again, as I've mentioned, all the people I went to high school with are racist. So they think LeBron's terrible and he, he's, he's not classy enough. He's this, he, and it's like, shut the fuck up, man. LeBron is a miracle. He's a top five player in the history of the NBA. And I know there are people who think he's the greatest, but I don't want to have that argument with you right now because let's face it, Michael Jordan is the greatest. But anyway, there's also, you know, if you love your Kobe, you love your Kobe. I mean, that's why I don't want to argue it. You can make a, a big case for LeBron to be the greatest. And I'll say, yes, that's cool. If you feel that way. Um, but sports are life or death. Everybody wants to fucking fight. You know, Marcus of Queensbury slap a glove across the face because they think LeBron's better than Jordan. I'm like, all right. I mean, I guess if you want to die on this fucking hill. Um, but when I view sports through this prism of these, these teams and you're rooting for them to lead to lose. And so then the Blackhawks, people are like, well, even if they get Bedard, it's going to take five more years for them to be good. And the Bears, the Bears are tearing it down, and they're hoping they have a great team within three to five years. And uh, you hear these things, and, and they're like, cool, you're rooting for it. But at the same time, man, I'm old. Like, I'm fucking 55 now. I don't know how many fucking years of sports I have left. So... It's a lot easier when you're 25 to go, yeah, no, Tank, this will be great. We'll get this guy. He'll be good. Than it is when you're 55 because I don't know how many seasons I have left to watch. Do I want to watch shitty hockey till I die? <laughs> Isn't that a death itself? To sit there and watch shitty hockey until you, and root for nothing and garbage? And look, we only root for laundry. I get it. And sports isn't that important. I understand. But you know what, man? It's important to me. I love it. I love sports. I love my favorite teams. I love other teams. Oh, and I didn't even tell you about the Super Bowl. We'll get to that in just a second. But I love my favorites. I'm 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 rooting for them. And, and if I have to root for them to lose so they can get better, I totally understand that. But it is a weird feeling because knowing I could be dead. I could I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Uh, if that bus somehow jumped the curb, made it through the courtyard and smashed into my apartment because I'm not fucking going anywhere tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> but I, that's what I mean. It's like I could I could fucking anything could happen. And and I have so little time left. And it's a I know that's ridiculous. I'm hoping I have 20 good years left, whatever. But still to give away five of those to a to shitty hockey just seems like a fucking waste. I want my team to be good all the time. I know you're thinking like, well, then don't pay attention to hockey. Well, no, that's I love hockey because I and I also I will tell you this because I love sports as much as I do. And I was a fan as a kid of 
everybody. Like I loved watching sports. Did I want the the Bulls to win? Yes, but I also wanted the Golden State Warriors to win. I loved them as a kid. I loved the Philadelphia 76ers when I was a kid. Uh, I wanted the Bears to win, but I loved the Raiders. Jesus, did I want the Raiders to win. I loved the Eagles. I wanted them to win. Um, th- that was the thing is I didn't, I wasn't a guy because there. I know people who were like when the Hawks suck, they just don't pay attention to hockey. Fuck that. I love hockey. I love the fact that the Islanders just picked up Bo Horvat. That's fucking beautiful because I loved the Islanders as a kid. Uh, I love to watch Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers and Dreisaitl and just fucking amazing hockey. And last year we watched Colorado and be super fast and Kale McCarr and just I, I love the stars. I love the game. I love to lose myself in it. I watched the game last night with with LeBron. Okay, LeBron broke the all-time scoring record. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sitting there like he's in a dentist's chair. I don't know why they put him through that torture. Uh, he's got to watch LeBron break his record, which, you know, good for him for showing up. And he's a classy dude. But I mean, don't fucking do that to the guy. What the fuck? But watching the Lakers and, I, you know, I, I also enjoy not liking the Lakers. I just I've my whole life. I've never liked the Lakers. I just can't root for them. I just I they're not my thing from Chicago. We hated Boston. We hated L.A. because they were so good all the time. Um when I was a kid, we hated USC because you were supposed to root for Notre Dame. I never rooted for Notre Dame. I liked USC. I liked their uniforms. I mean, I, they were they were great. Um, what do you care? You don't care about any of this nonsense. Um, but I love watching. So I watched the LeBron game. I wanted to see LeBron rake the record, and he did. But what I really got to see was I got to see an incredibly fun Oklahoma City Thunder team that I had been following along just in stories and seeing their progress. And they've been making a ton of trades in the past few years where they were, because they bottomed out. They were terrible. They had a big three. They had James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook. And they looked like they were going to do some real fucking damage. And then they lost a game seven to the Warriors. And then Durant left and went to the Warriors. And that was it. They bottomed the fuck out. Uh, So then they've been kind of scrambling since then. They wound up having to trade Harden and all this to the Rockets, whatever. So then... Uh, I got to watch them the other day and to see who they've put together. They got a, a, a guy named Shy Gilgus Alexander, uh, might be Shay, and that. But the, but I was taken by they have a guy named Mike Muscala who was terrible with the fucking Lakers, but then he goes there and he was bombing away last night for fucking Oklahoma City. But even better, dude, I discovered like a new fucking basketball boyfriend. Because I, I have a new football boyfriend. His name's Joe Burrow. He's the quarterback from the Cincinnati Bagels, and I love him. I keep sending my brother's memes of him or gifs of him, uh, like dancing with a cigar in his mouth. And they're just like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, this is my new boyfriend, my new, my new football boyfriend, Joe Burrow. Uh, plus, he's unbelievably beautiful, just a dashing figure. And my brother's like, he looks like Macaulay Culkin. I'm like, you shut your mouth. Uh <laughs> but now my new basketball boyfriend, perhaps where look, we're just seeing each other for, for now. Cause I just discovered him yesterday. It's we're we're in the early exploratory, uh, phase of our relationship, but, uh, but there's a kid on Oklahoma city named Josh Giddy. And he was all over the place last night and just doing fucking cool, amazing, not, not like, you know, super dunks or whatever, but he'd be hustling and, and bombing threes and stealing passes and going to the fucking rim and, and finishing with both hands. And it was, he, and so I'm like, who the fuck is this dude? Like I knew the name. Cause again, you, I just pay attention sometimes to passing stories and, 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 uh, but it's just a fleeting note where I go, I don't, I heard the name. So I look at my Google him last night. This kid's 20. He's 20 fucking years old. He's from Australia. He was the number six pick in the draft like last year. And, 
And he just, he looks like he belongs. Like, I mean, he just looks so fucking confident. And then it gets into that. Like I told you seeing, that's another thing I love from sports. Cause I loved playing sports. I, I couldn't skate, but I played ice hockey. I would just run around and tackle guys. It was fun, but I played floor hockey. It was totally great. I'd play basketball. I stunk at it, but we play on a nine foot rim and I dunk. It was totally fun. I loved baseball. I, I, my, some of my greatest athletic achievements are fucking are home runs over the fence. The first time you ever hit a home run over the fence, it is a miracle. You feel like a fucking man. It's so great. I, I hit a home run. I hit a grand slam and a three-run homer in one game at Brookview School. Uh, and then we played at the high school field where the fucking fence was 365. I hit three homers in a game. Dudes, I could launch. They started a fight once with me and Pardo on fucking Never Not Funny because I said that I could hit a home run in Wrigley Field. If you if you gave me like 50 swings, I could hit a home run in Wrigley Field. He's like, no, you couldn't. And we, I, I go, I could. And he got mad. He's like, no, you you could not. And I go, dude, when I was a kid, I go, I and granted, it was aluminum bat, okay? But I would put a charge in the fucking ball. I mean, I could swing. I'm a big guy. You know what I mean? You, you, you can hit, you, if you get a hold of one, you can fucking jack it. And I, I would go to the cage and stuff and, you know, I can rope in the cage a little bit, but I mean, granted, it's it's not fucking high speed and I'm no athlete. I'm not saying I could hit a major league pitcher and take him deep. I'm saying if some guy threw me meatballs and, and I'll tell you, I think I said, I think the caveat was I had to have an aluminum bat and he's like, you couldn't even do it then. And I go, fuck that dude. With an aluminum bat, I would absolutely hit one out in Wrigley. He's like, you couldn't. And I'm like, bullshit, dude. Uh, and we wound up having going back and forth on that. And I still maintain to this day. Now, look, you got to give me some time to get in shape. But if I had an aluminum bat, I could hit a home run in Wrigley Field. I'm telling you, I could. You know where else I get a home run? Fucking Houston. I went to, I've, I've been to games at Minute Maid Park. It's a fucking bad box. I mean, I could crush in fucking Houston. Now, look, am I taking fucking, you know, Nolan Ryan's kid or whoever the fuck deep in Houston? No, I'm not. But if you get some 75-year-old fucking janky pitching coach and he's just lobbing meatballs up to me, I am crushing one. I might hit the train fucking tracks in Houston, goddammit. Who wants a piece? <laughs> so I am fascinated by athletic achievement. I, I love to watch it happen. Uh, and guys that are so good at it. When you watch a guy like Pedro Martinez pitch or Manny Ramirez hit or somebody else with a Z in their name do anything good, you're just watching it and going, man, this is incredible. To I love to observe brilliance. And that's why I can't hate on LeBron. Am I, you know, I think he's a fucking baby sometimes. He do a bunch of weird shit. Yeah, kind of. But also, I can't ever acknowledge, uh, I can't refuse to acknowledge the importance he's had on the game. And look, I'll tell you this. You can say whatever you want about him having a team, building a team in Miami, a super team, whatever the fuck. Everybody does that. They're always like, oh, you know, LeBron had to build a super team with Dwayne Wade and, and fucking Chris Bosh. Well, you know what? Jordan made sure they brought Rodman in for his last fucking run. And Rodman was a psycho, but he was also the best rebounder in the history of the NBA that was under seven foot. He's a fucking savant. Uh, and then, you know, Kobe, I heard that shit here all the time. Kobe, oh my God, fucking Kobe so much better than LeBron. Well, you know, Kobe had Shaq riding shotgun with him for three titles. And that was fucking beautiful. That's like, it was a great team up right there because you know what? The Lakers signed Shaq as a free agent. They had Kobe. So it was kind of organic, but, uh, Kobe didn't win his last two rings until they went and traded for fucking Pau Gasol and got him for fucking free. Uh, because of a dumb trade by Kevin McHale. And then Kobe was able to do that. You know what I mean? So don't don't come at me and go, oh, LeBron did this, LeBron did that. Dude, every superstar has done everything they can to make their path a little bit easier. Is Jordan a fucking psycho? Yes. But also, like I said, that he had Horace and Scotty with him the first fucking three years, and then he wound up having Rodman for the the, the other the second three Pete. Um 
you can't argue with the fact that Rodman was once they brought him in and Ron Harper. Ron, go look at Ron Harper's stats. Ron Harper was a fucking he subjugated himself so he could play with Jordan because he could have, he was very easily he could have put up 24 a night if he wanted to. And that dude's out there, you know, playing playing off guard, uh, <laughs> watching watching Jordan do whatever while he's just waiting to get a kick out. These guys, it's you you subjugate yourself to the alpha. And Ron Harper wanted rings, and he showed up, and he played his fucking game. But if he, but what he wanted to take over, he could. And then Kukoc. They brought in Kukoc from fucking Europe. Don't tell me that LeBron was a guy who built a fucking club. Uh, everybody had their their move where they built a fucking club. Um, you have to exp- acknowledge and respect the achievement. And I will say this about LeBron, too. Uh, just playing in the NBA is a miracle, as we know, to get there. All right. But, dude, to stay healthy for 20 fucking years... And then break the all-time scoring record in the history of the league. Because everybody's trying to run it down. Oh, you know, LeBron shot a lot more three-pointers than Kareem. Oh, LeBron did this. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Fuck you. LeBron is is a fucking miracle. And yeah, Kareem scored differently. Kareem was also a miracle. You know, these guys are playing on a level that we will never see. That's one of my favorite quotes from a movie. Uh, we here, we are playing on a level that most will never see. And LeBron can look at Kareem and say that. He can look at Jordan and say that. He is in the pantheon. You can't argue it. You can't. So in addition to playing at an unbelievable level and winning titles and scoring titles and becoming the all-time greatest scorer and just being the you know a billionaire on top of everything else, this is a dude who played 20 years and stayed healthy the whole time. Do you know how fucking miraculous that has to be? I just told you about fucking three tall dudes who tripped on a mushroom and they're out fucking a year. It's so easy. Jordan missed a year. He broke a foot. We were all fucking devastated when it happened because we're like, oh no, is it is he going to be that guy? And then instead he turned into a fucking monster, which is awesome. Um, so to, to, to see people denigrate players and their achievements, it's like, dude, go have another bowl of fucking stew, you fucking nobody. These guys are doing things that you could never dream of. You watch on your television and you pay for a ticket and you're mad because they didn't do fuck off, man. Crazy. I just I just will never understand people getting mad at athletes or being furious. I, I and look, in my youth I probably was that guy, you know, getting upset or pissed or oh, how could you not see him? He's wide open. Well, because man, because the game moves in so much faster than you would ever imagine. If you've ever been ice level for the fucking NHL, holy shit. It's like watching four hundred car accidents. In addition to high-speed fucking skating. NFL too. I sat close to the field. You can hear the pads popping from fucking 50 yards away. Guys just turning their brains into applesauce every fucking weekend for your enjoyment. And you're ripping them. God damn it. Enjoy what you're watching. Get off your high fucking horse. And also recognize that it's finite. You're, you're right now. You're as old as you've ever been. And, and. When, when you see these people achieving these these unbelievable uh, milestones, you should go ahead and be happy you were able to witness it in your lifetime. You know, there's always that meme that runs around. You know, whenever you're sad, please remember that you were able to share this planet with David Bowie. Hey, if you're ever down and you're thinking to yourself things aren't great, please remember that you were alive at the same time as Edward Van Halen. You know what I mean? Those kind of silly things. Well, I feel that way about athletes and sports. I, I love it so much. And is it corporate? Yes. Is there too much money? Probably. Um, but I don't care. What am I what am I gonna pay to see? Plumbers? I don't give a fuck. And look, if you're a plumber, don't fucking write me. Well, I'll tell you this if you check plumbers are the salty. Yes, you're great guys. Go fix my toilet. I love it. Good for you. 
you're elbow deep in shit and you got you can get a commensurate wage. Good for you. That's fucking awesome. Do whatever you got to do to pay and support your family. I'm very happy for it. I'm not angry at you. But as a plumber, you can't sit here and shake a wrench at the television when somebody strikes out because you would have done it better. <laughs> Why am I scolding plumbers? I like plumbers. I got no problem with plumbers. I don't know. If I've, ne- I don't, I've never heard from a plumber listener. I've heard from a plumb listener. Uh, but then it rotted. Sad. Uh, the bottom line of all of this, the reason I brought it up was the Super Bowl. And it's, it's this weekend. In the beginning of the season, I wrote my friends a text and I said, who do you think? What's going to happen? And here was my football selection. Here was my Super Bowl pick. Uh, I picked the Los Angeles Chargers, who quite frankly should still be the San Diego Chargers, uh, to come out of the AFC. And who did I choose for them to play against? And who did I choose to be the ultimate winner of the Super Bowl before the season even started? Your Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. God damn it. I think it's on Twitch too, documented somewhere. I got everybody's choices. And I said, Eagles, Chargers, Eagles to win. Uh, best offensive line and best defensive line in football. That's that's a really good place to start from. Two amazing weapons at wide receiver. Dallas Goddard at fucking tight end, probably your top eight tight end in the league. Uh, Jalen Hurts. All he had to do was be competent and run the office, and he was better than that. Uh, run the offense, not the office. <laughs> he had to run the front office. Uh, and he was better than that. He was more than competent. He's going to be the MVP. They went and picked up two different cornerbacks. They they picked up defenders. They just they made every right move. Howie Roseman is a fucking amazing GM, and the Eagles should do everything they can to pay that guy, make him like the president of football operations, and just give him all the money he wants. Guys like that should just be fucking retained and given all the cash. When you're, what happens is when an owner's like like Jerry Jones in Dallas. If you're a fucking Dallas fan right now, you have to be miserable because you're like the Eagles have this brilliant front office that constantly turns over the talent. They won in 2017. I think they've only got like 10 guys on the team from 2017. Six years later, they're back in with an entirely different group of people, but Howie Roseman is still the architect. You can't handle it. Can't handle the Eagles title. In the beginning of the season, I saw it coming. Now, did I also think Justin Herbert and his haircut were going to be good for the Chargers? I did. When they got into the playoffs, I was excited, and then the Jags beat him, and I'm like, oh, come on, my dream was alive. And did I underestimate Mahomes? I don't think I I underestimated him. I think I fell into that trap of picking against the great guy because you want something different to happen. And here's the deal. I'm not sick of the Chiefs yet. Like, I got sick of the Patriots and Brady where you're just like, enough. Jesus fucking Christ, I can't. And announcers do a lot to try to make you sick of Mahomes because they jerk off all over him all the time. Tony Romo, uh, Collinsworth, those dudes, they talk about him like he's from space. And that's because sometimes he does stuff that's from space. You can't argue with it, but at the same time, you kind of go, yeah, well, he's great. We get it. You know, qu- please do stop, stop blowing him for just a second. But I mean, the guy does amazing things. Like I just said about LeBron, I, I, you know, he scored, this dude is 38 years old. And he came out against Oklahoma City and he scored 20 in the first. He needed 36 to break the record. He scored 20 in the first just to make sure you knew he was going to do it. Uh, But I will tell you this, the difference between LeBron James and Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan would have never lost that game. Uh, He would have got the record and then he would have made sure they won because that's the thing. LeBron lost that game. And that's a whole other discussion and I don't want to deal with it. But it's just another notch in the feathered cap that is Michael Jordan. (laughs) Uh, the greatest of all time, the greatest I've ever seen, the greatest athlete. Uh, I mean, we're going to get into Muhammad Ali and all that kind of stuff, but I'm saying the greatest I've ever watched perform in his individual sport, Michael Jordan. And that's saying something because I grew up watching Walter Payton forever. 
And I've lived through an era with amazing athletes and running backs and fucking, you know, all, all these brilliant Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice probably has best football player I've ever seen. He's right there with Peyton. Um, nobody cares. Shut up. So anyway, I picked the Eagles. <laughs> That's the whole point of this entire discussion is I picked the goddamn Eagles. So there you go. So this weekend I would I would lay down the lay the wood on the goddamn Philadelphia Eagles taking the the Chiefs to school. I don't think it's going to be a route. I think it'll be close to the third. First half's going to be super close. Kansas City may even lead at the half. But then uh because here's the thing, Philadelphia comes at you with a four-headed backfield. They got Kenneth Gainwell, Kenneth, like Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, and then Hurts. Jalen Hurts, the quarterback, is also running as well. Uh, they're going to run for 200 yards on Sunday. They're just going to punch the Chiefs in the face. And in the beginning, in the first half, it might just be kind of like you know, Kansas City might look like they're mm, better, and the, the Eagles may stall a little bit, but they're going to wear them down. And the third quarter, they're just going to just start pounding the shit out of them. And then they're going to hit deep shots to A.J. Brown. It's going to be it's going to be beautiful to watch. Uh, and, and and Mahomes will keep it close. The I will say this. The drag here is that the Chiefs aren't healthy. Like all their skill players are dinged up, even Mahomes. And it's dangerous to have a quarterback with a bad ankle against a team that literally had 75 sacks combined in the off season in the in the season in the pre in the preseason or the postseason. Uh it's the most sacked since the eighty five Bears. They're machines and the Eagles just come for you. And Mahomes, if he was full on scrambling Mahomes, then you'd be like, all right, well this is going to be beautiful to watch. Uh and I I think Mahomes is a magician and he's going to make great things happen, but eventually they're going to get him. And the Eagles are going to wear them down. And do you want a final score? Is that what I hear? Do I hear you people rattling your sabers and trying to get a final score out of me? All right, let's see what it's going to be. I think at the half, I I, I think the Eagles uh, will be trailing at the half. I think they'll be down 17-13. I'm looking for a high score. I'm looking for the over probably, although I don't know what the over is. But I mean, if that's, you know, 30 points in the first half, that's a lot of scoring. I say 17-13 Kansas City at the half. Uh, but then the Eagles will just wear them down. They'll put up three touchdowns in the, in the second half and they will win 34, 23. They won't allow a touchdown in the second half. I'm going to say right now, 34, 23. I take the Eagles. I think that's the over and the Eagles lay in the wood. Uh, but, but bet it. And everybody send me a cut. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited because I think really, I think in the second half, the Eagles are going to really assert themselves with the run after having worn them down all through the first half. It's going to be beautiful. And uh, Kansas City's injuries will wind up biting them in the ass. They won't get blown out. Like I said, I'm not sick of Kansas City. I wanted them to beat the Buccaneers because, uh, again, Brady. Uh, but I wanted them to beat the Niners when they beat the Niners. So I, you know, I do still like them. I'm rooting for them. But um, it's a new sheriff in town. His name is Jalen Hurts. Uh, all right, should we do some plugs? Probably, right? I got to be honest with you. I did not plan to uh, to do this, <laughs> to talk this fucking long, but whatever. Did you know I'm part of the Misfit Toys Co-op? Oh, my Christ, I am. Uh, hey, you know what? Uh, oh, no, I guess. Oh, let me do this. <clears throat> Hold on. You guys can get me at MikeAndMikeSchmidtComedy.com. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash The40YearOldBoy. You can be my friend at Facebook.com slash The40YearOldBoy. And you can find me at Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok at Mike40YOB. That's Mike40YOB. Uh, I am becoming more and more enamored with TikTok. I'm getting sucked in and watching people do things all the time. These cooks 
Uh, I found a horrifying, well, I'll talk about this next week. Uh, I don't want to get into it where we've talked far too much. <laughs> um, let me make a note of that. Tick tock. I'm not making a note. Uh, you guys, so you guys can get me at Mike at Mike Schmidt You can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. While that site exists, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen to it. There's been all sorts of bullshit going on the last couple days. Uh, and then Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok at Mike40YOB. Find me on there. And I'm part of the Misfit Toys Co-op. Uh, and that involves great shows like No Fun with Jen Kirkman and The Todd Glass Show and Doug Loves Movies and Never Not Funny, which is my great friend, uh, my friends Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap running that show with Garrett and Elliot running Shotgun as well. Uh, so go check it out, man. Those are good shows on the Misfit Toys Co-op. I don't know if I get a cut, but I, I might someday. If they ever remember to send me an email <laughs> and bring me in the loop, who knows? Uh, we have fantastic sponsors for this show. We have the lovely and talented uh, Paranoid Strain podcast. It's our great friend, Fearful Jesuit, who I exchanged texts with this week. Uh, glad he's doing well. Glad the show is getting some notice. More people have going ahead and finding it. I guess it was mentioned on some uh, a very prominent uh, website slash podcast repository this week and, and got some new listeners, and, and rightfully so, uh, because it's a it's an incredibly produced show. It's well-written, and, and Jesuit's voice is ridiculous and Danny Unicorn is so good uh, they're delving into conspiracy theories talking about Q tearing the lid off modern conspiracies and conspiracies in the past they're just lighting your way through this unbelievably tainted existence that we all try to just survive and uh, go ahead and let them be your Sherpas through it let them show you the pitfalls of believing in things that you shouldn't believe in and let them tear the scabs off of old wounds that have healed over conspiracies that should never be mentioned again unless it's done humorously and professionally by my friend Fearful Jesuit. The Paranoid Strain Podcast, available now wherever the best podcasts are found. Go ahead and uh, leave a review in the store if you can still do that kind of thing. Send them a note if you want to. Theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Tell them it's great. And, uh, and tell them I'm great. Why not? Go ahead and I can't help you jerk me off a little bit. Go ahead and do that. Uh, also the phlegm cat podcast is out there now. That's our friend, David, the phlegm cat podcast, the phlegm cat, the, <clears throat> the phlegm cat podcast. That's four words. The phlegm cat podcast. Phlegm is P H L E G M. Don't get it twisted. Don't go with F L E M. Cause then you're going to wind up in a whole subworld of Flemish podcasts. And those aren't interesting to anybody. Not even the phlegms. Is that short for Flemish? Or I'm sure there's the Flemish. Well, actually, Flems sounds like it would be a slur against the Flemish. I apologize, Flemish. I was not trying to tear off scabs in your world either. Uh, look at these Flems. Oh, my God. Everything was going fine with the Flems got here. It sounds like saying the Welsh. Uh, I'm sure the Welsh are terrific. Tom Jones, don't yell at me. What's uh, new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, oh my God, I wish you could see what that looks like at the audacity. It's normally just talking, but that's just blocks of solid blue. <laughs> ah, water. Uh, so I apologize. Let's, let's, I apologize unreservedly to the Flems. The Flem Cat Podcast is available now. It's our great friend, David Hernandez. Go be his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and, uh, and tell him you love him and you love the show. You love Derek and you love, I heard there's been a breakup. There's been an unfortunate, an unfortunate schism amongst the sphincters. Doom sphincter and uh, meat sphincter, I think is the other name. There's a, look, there's a row. There's a row going on. And that's tough in the world of music when, because look, musicians come together. They don't have to like one another. They usually just fucking bang out beautiful music together. Sometimes it's a combustible relationship. And as we can see now, by what's going on in Sphincterville, 
terrible things can happen and tear bands apart. So hopefully they can work through their operation and get back together as a well-honed machine of finger symbols and glockenspiels. Let's get them going. Fingers, finger symbols and glockenspiels. That's the, the, the doom. That's the sphincter experience. Uh, Flemcat podcast available where all the best podcasts are. And also if you want to hire David to do David to do some art, like I said, become his friend at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez, and then go check out his, uh, his photos and all that stuff. He's got artwork that you can see that he's done in the past and, and hire him to do something for you because he's super fucking talented. And I think you should yawn and then hire him to do every, all the good things. Well, hire a picture of him. Uh, uh, he can paint you yawning. Why wouldn't he do that? That'd be great. Uh, it's funny. Now that we're in the plugs, it feels like last day of school. So I'm starting to slur words and I don't mean to, I apologize. I will try to enunciate better, but it's that thing now where I'm cooking to get, I'm like, Oh, I'm so close to the end. <laughs> My work's almost done. Yay. For, for the week. Now I can go into the car and talk to strangers. Yes. That's what I was meant to do. Who wants to hire me for cameo? Is it you? Is it you? Uh, our friend Scott just hired me for a cameo. I hope he enjoys what he gets. Would you want to be the new Scott? I think you would. Are you thinking to yourself, you know what, man, I'm pretty cool, but am I as cool as Scott? Well, I'm here to answer that question and tell you, no, you're not because Scott gave me $15 and that's all I need to tell you guys that Scott is the best. Don't you want me to tell people that you're the best? Then send me $15. I'll tell you what, if you hire me for cameo, that's great. It costs you 20, 15 to me, five to the VIG, uh, which is fine. But, uh, but if you just want to send me $15, I'll still say you're great. doesn't have to be on cameo. I'll tell people that you're awesome. If you give me 15 bucks, that seems like the going rate for telling people they're great or telling the world you're great. I mean, look, I'll tell you you're great for 10 bucks, but if you want me to tell the world you're great, it's going to be an extra five. Got to throw an extra fin on there. Got to throw an extra Abe Lincoln my way, uh, and get me to say good things about you for 15 bucks. I'm happy to do it. I can do it via cameo, as I mentioned, or I can do it here on the show. That's the going rate, 15 bucks. Uh, but hire me. Go to bookcameo.com or get the Cameo app on your phone and ignore all of the popular people and try to dig deep and find me in the deep, dark, cobweb-filled recesses of the Cameo app, and you'll see me with my face right outside of an LAX gate. Uh, I'm going to share this with you. That picture that you're going to see right there, that was me returning home from uh, from Dubai, from my trip, one of my trips to Kuwait. That's the trip I took to Kuwait in 2016. And that is actually the summer, the January trip. I, I, no, that's the first trip, the summer trip in 2015, I believe. Right? I went twice. Uh, stayed for two weeks both times, had a fucking amazing time. Well, once I went in January, because that was their holiday, that was sweet. That is not a January photo. I believe that the, that's the July photo. That's me coming back from Kuwait. And that was a weird uh, day. I don't need to get into it, but trust me, it was weird. Uh, it was awesome for a while, and then it just wasn't as awesome as it should have been. All right. Um, <laughs> so book me on Cameo. You'll see me there, and I'll say good things about you and your friends. I can also say bad things about you and your friends, but not your wives. We covered it last week. Uh, but hire me, right? Wouldn't you do that? You should. I have a Patreon as well, patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. That's patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. And it's there for you to join and go ahead and support me in this show and my endeavors and trying to stay alive and keep a roof over my head. You're nice to think of me. I appreciate every penny I get. You're so cool to reach out and do those sorts of things. It makes me, uh, it makes me very happy that you would even be part of the Patreon. So I think you should be patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. But again, if you just want to send me that chunky $15, 
To say that you're great, or I apologies, to tell everybody you're great, uh, you can do that if you want via PayPal. You can just go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com in the upper right-hand corner. There's a little donate horn boy. Click on that, and uh, and then you can send me whatever amount you want. I'll tell you what. If you send me, hold on, yawning, $120, I'll, I'll tell people you're great eight times. <laughs> Don't you want that? Wouldn't you rather I did that? God, I can't wait to tell people how great you are. Send me $15. Uh, all right, that's Cameo, that's Patreon, that's PayPal. Did you know that I have channels? I do. Let me do this. Bing, 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 bing. I have uh, twitch.tv and youtube.com. Let's talk about YouTube first. YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, that's a channel with a whole bunch of, it's the archives of this podcast, certainly. And then a whole bunch of other, uh, well, not a whole bunch, but there's clips of me, some clips from Twitch that I should actually put more up and uh, all sorts of stuff, all sorts of great stuff. Old stand-up. God, don't you want to see old stand-up? <laughs> I have a gig coming up Monday here in L.A. Uh, my brother is doing a show. He's put together a fucking... He called it Working Comics Working Out. And it's... Uh, he's got a ton of pros, like guys that he knows from the ships and clubs. And they're all going to go in and try to do new material. And uh, I was like, hey, I'd love to do that. And he's like, of course you're in. So I'm in. So that's this Monday. If you're in L.A., uh, go to Lenny's Facebook page. And you'll have... you'll Because I look, I got to be honest, I don't even know the venue. Um, but, but I'm going to be there on Monday trying to be as funny as I possibly can. And I, and hopefully not embarrassing myself amidst pros who are working out material that will eventually find its way into their jobs, which is comedy. Wouldn't it be great to have comedy, your job? God, I'd love it. Meanwhile, here's me starting the car. Vroom. Hi, stranger. Who wants a lift? Oh, don't mind the vomit. That's from the last guy. Oh no, it's yours. You put the vomit in here. Thanks. Uh, so if you go to youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy, look for amazing things. Uh, but then go over to my channel and find what I got twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I'm streaming, streaming of me and you streaming you into my life. Uh, I stream all the time. Sometimes, well, although it's hit or miss now with the car thing happening, but, uh, but I just, I, I basically, I'm done with God of war Ragnarok. There's four fights left to win against Berserkers and the Valkyrie Queen and the Berserker King. There's and that's it. Well, actually, I think there's only one. No, there's two. Yeah, there's four fights left, and then after that, I get a platinum trophy. But the thing is, I'm not going to do it online. I can't be playing that game because people will just be like, "This is boring watching you get your ass beat by the Berserkers." Because I've been getting my ass beat by the Berserkers quite a bit. Because the last Berserker fight, uh, there's two of them. There's one where I got to fight three people. Uh, two sisters and a mean guy. And then the other one, I got to fight uh, two dudes who are eights. They're eight power and I'm only a nine, but it's only me and it's against two eights and they keep hitting me and they won't stop. They're so mean. And this happened true. This truly happened in a berserker fight. One of them hit me and then one of them pinned me on the ground and he drank chocolate milk and he dangled the spit above my face. It was terrible. Uh, it was torturous and I did not enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> So twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. I don't know what game is next. I might play an Assassin's Creed game. I might play some weird Jackbox games where people get to play along. I got to admit, I, those lost their shine for me, but I know the people love them. And God, you know me, I'm a people pleaser from way back. Uh, I've always believed this, and I it's me and the kinks. Give the people what they want. So perhaps there will be some Jackbox mixed in. Who knows, man? Sometimes it feels like the Twitch channel was... Uh, 
and experiments that's gone by the wayside, but then people show up and they love it. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. So twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, go follow and subscribe. If you would, that would let me think that I should be doing it. Uh, well, you don't have to do that though. If you come up though, say hi, if you pop up in the old chat, say, Hey, it's me from the show. And I'll go, it's you. What? And then I'll tell people how great you are. And then you good friend, owe me $15. Uh, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy those are there find me everywhere go ahead and reach me at places I'm glad you were here for this wasn't it great the two of us together finally <laughs> together again naturally or no it's alone again naturally uh, together again as always uh, I gotta tell you this about this upcoming show I'm fucking hysterical I thought I was really funny this week I don't know if that's a good thing to tell you or not but sometimes I'm always like, oh, whatever is coming up. Listen for Lily. No, no, fuck that. Listen for me this week. I'm fucking awesome. And uh, all right, man, back next week, February. Hey, and Valentine's Day is coming up, right? Next week, I'll miss it. Uh, so the next show won't be until after Valentine's Day. Uh, but please know this. I choo choo choose all of you. And I can only hope that you were here so I could put a Valentine on your desk and a candy heart. I don't want those chalky ones. The be mine. How about if you be mine? Just be mine. I don't want to give you a chalky heart. Uh, I will say this, my, unfortunately, because I'm a terrible person, I went looking for Nestle's Crunch Hearts, which were the start of my downfall years ago when I started to get back into chocolate, and uh, I don't see them anywhere. I, I went to, I've been to two Ralphs and two Walgreens, and there's been no Nestle's Crunch I don't know if they discontinued them or what. Did the pandemic ruin rice? What the fuck happened to these assholes? I want to die, man. Where's my candy? Uh, all right. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Have a fantastic weekend. Watch the Super Bowl and bet on the Eagles, and uh, we'll see you guys next week, man. Thanks. Okay. Well, well, I'm sorry your eyes are fucked up because I look fucking amazing. I can tell you that right now. I can <laughs> see myself. There's a bit of a shadow. You look a little mm. dark. I, like, that's what I'm, I like to be yeah. in the shadows, but my hair, my eyes all kind of peeking out. Above. I look terrific. I look, uh-huh. uh, I look like I'm hiding in an alley waiting to pounce. Uh, and that's exactly how I want to live my life. I want to live my life as a man who's hiding in the alley waiting to pounce. Crouch down, feral-like, waiting to leap on your back and steal your wallet out of your overcoat and then take it to the pawn shop and buy something like a bugle because <laughs> <laughs> you know what because it seemed like a 50s thing to me to jump on somebody from an alley and steal their wallet out of their overcoat that just so so inevitably you would go to a pawn shop and then you would uh you know buy a flugelhorn or something because that's Wait. all that they all they have in pawn shops are musical instruments fuck every uh, and rings that's it that's all you have but, nobody buys but, a washing machine from a pawn shop but if you take something to a pawn shop, you get money for it. You don't like exchange it for a no. bugle. Well, Here's I took a wallet, the wallet. Take a bugle. No, I'm, I'm assuming there's money in the wallet. If I'm, look, if I'm f- crouching in a feral fashion in an alley and I leap upon you and I steal your money, it's because I had you stoked out as a guy who might have some bucks on him. I figure you're somebody who's got some dough. Because <laughs> look, I'm a guy who needs to buy a clarinet, a used clarinet. I want to put my mouth where your mouth was, virtuoso. <laughs> I, my lips must touch virtuoso lips, even if it's by proxy. I, I must go ahead and clamp my lips on a clarinet that some someone who was a terrific artist, but also down on their luck and got jacked up on the heroin as everybody who plays a wind instrument does. Uh, that's how it goes. All those people, fucking Sonny Boy Baker and fucking and Charlie Mingus and all these idiots. They all got fucking you get first you get the horn, then you get the heroin. That's the way music works. I can't believe they still have uh, music programs in high schools. Because all they are is a gateway to drugs. You want to say don't say you want to say say no to drugs. Then stop these kids from playing a fucking woodwind. Because otherwise they're just going down the path, man. They're gonna get fucking struck down by the, the. There's a monkey on your back. He's waiting for you, and he comes in a case with a flute. <laughs> God damn! I bought a flute, got a monkey on my back. Wasn't expecting it. It's too-
two for one, baby. That's where you start. Look, because people start, and it starts everywhere. You, you, you don't hit the hard drugs until you're on the triangle. Or you're, you know, the, actually, you know, <laughs> bullshit. The triangle is actually where you start with weed. Then when you get to the blowing instruments, that's when the hard drugs start. That's when you're like, because the triangle, you can be stoned to play the triangle. You can just be like, whoa, dude, I'm so baked. What if, let me ask you this, what if our world is just like on the head of a pin of another guy's <laughs> hand in another world? Ding, and then you hit the triangle and it's like yeah that guy's a virtuoso but then eventually you bump yourself up and you're like holy shit look at me i'm playing the trombone i'm getting high all the time i'm, I'm on the nod i'm playing the trombone on the nod man that's how it works that's exactly how it works <laughs> i know a lot of musicians and they're ruined they've ruined themselves well not musicians guitar players dr- you know drummers those guys whatever the fuck that's all baked in but but you want to guarantee that you're going to get a fucking smack habit <laughs> Go ahead and pick up a fucking flugelhorn. I, I, it'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. Again, I don't think that's how it works. Again, I don't know why you would fight with me on this. I'm the guy who has all the knowledge of musical instruments and drugs. All Clearly, right. of the two Clearly of the two people talking, of the two people talking on this show right now, there's there's only one of them has a solid knowledge of uh, methadone <laughs> and what saxophones. Did you play in high school band? Listen, I never wanted to get into the world of drugs. I observed it from a distance, from an arm's length. Okay. I played the flute in junior high. Oh, this so, explains a lot. So I have the gateway of the flute, and yeah. I can tell you that I did the drugs after uh-huh. junior high. So See what I'm talking about? I, I have the experience, not yeah. you. But, but I can I, tell you the two were not related. I never scored mm, in flute class. You think that. You think it wasn't related, but just by just by Man. sitting sitting in flute class and blowing the flute, you you triggered something in your brain that were like I need hard drugs eventually. It just happens. It's just the it's it like gets a, into your system, man. Told you there's a monkey on your back. Comes in a case with the flute. Hi. Hey. How are you? We had, a, we, had a, we had a moment. We had a moment before we got on the air here, I must say, because I said something <laughs> funny and then I wanted to say it again on the air. And Lily's like, no, that's not funny. And I'm like, what? I didn't say it wasn't funny. I said it was wrong. Don't miss. Don't misrepresent I, me. Right. Well, because you almost, you almost spit soda out. Weren't you weren't on the air and you almost spit soda I everywhere. And I said, I want to say that on the air. horror and no, then giggled laughed. dark humor. Yes. And then I said, I want to say that on the show. And you said, no. <laughs> and then I, 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 I got mad. And I said, and I, and I, I had to compose myself because I'm like, all right, it's my show. And now for four years, I've said whatever the fuck I wanted. But even before that with you, I said whatever the fuck I wanted. And you never once said you can't say that. And so now years have you later, say that, I have grown as a human. And a lot of the dark stuff I used to laugh at, I don't think is funny the same way I used to think it was funny. Yeah, but you just laughed at it. I didn't. I gasped and almost spit soda out because I was appalled. <laughs> And, and but you know I have to say it now because I just said to people because you're gonna, gonna be do like, whatever you want. It's your show, right? But I don't want. But then, but I don't want you to because you're recording this. You could pull the plug on it and go get the fuck out of here, man. I now I'm at the mercy what? of your your now, whims. Now you, I would never do such a thing. I would just say there's a disclaimer. I don't think this is as funny or funny in the same way that other people would think it is funny. All right, Lily. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Here's why I'm saying it. I'm not saying it to be a child, a petulant child, and go. I'm it's saying what I want. No, I'm not. I promise. But I've already brought it up and said, I, I'm not kidding. I painted myself into a verbal corner because I just went, as I'm, I was, as I was talking about it, I went, you know, you're going to have to fucking say this now. And 
does that mean I'm an eight-year-old who just figured out how to play with matches and not get caught? Yeah, probably. I mean, there's there's a, certainly that aspect to it now that I think about it. Uh, but I also don't want you to be sad. I don't want you to be sad because I, you know. I'm not going to be sad or disappointed or anything. It's your podcast. Say what you want to say. I am a people pleaser. We know this. I am a codependent. <laughs> we, we get that as well. Melody Beatty has told me it in her book. She's told me it in many chapters. In her book, Clearly, she wrote about you? She, uh, well, she did. She didn't know it was about me, but she was channeling me, certainly. She wrote all about my codependent ass and uh, oh, the relationships you have in your youth and how they reflect upon you and your relationships later. Oh, my goodness. There's some hardcore reading going on over here um, as we try to straighten ourselves out for the twilight of our life, as we try to get five good years out of the end here before I fucking hit the skids at 60, before I just fucking slide down the fucking cliff of life. Uh, not that I'm not already, clearly. I'm no, you know, actually, bullshit. I'm, I'm actually hanging on. I'm like Wiley Coyote hanging onto that tiny branch. I'm, uh-huh. I'm off the, yeah, I fell off the cliff of life, but I'm clinging to the, uh, to the, to the branch. I'm just holding onto it. Uh, but in five years, eventually, I'm sure I will slide down the cliff of life and wind up at the bottom. <laughs> so much detritus waiting to be sorted through by some junk man who comes through with a bag and chooses not to take me because he can't sell me. Um, <laughs> so, so Lily, excuse me. Here it's okay. Uh, Lily and I uh, were talking before the show came on, and uh, Lily made a purchase. Lily, what'd you buy? I don't remember. Do you? Oh, do you want no no part in any of this? Is no, I honestly don't want? remember what led to it. Oh, okay. I honestly don't. We were talking about. Uh, Lily was like, "Hey, I uh, I sold a deck of cards today." I'm like, "That's awesome." Yes. And then she was discussing other topics for other cards that she was going to purchase. Possibly, she goes, "But you know what? You know what I just got in the mail?" And she held it up, and it was a a, a box set. Of the band Bow Wow Wow. Because I don't know if you know this, uh, a lot of record companies that are the fledgling new record companies, they're scooping up the rights to these artists' works and they're repackaging them as box sets to kind of capitalize on the nostalgia. And then uh, I'm assuming the band gets a cut of that and then the record company gets a cut of that. It's like Rhino. Remember when Rhino just started bringing Earl's yeah. like, hey, you guys remember the Daisy Fuckers? And then they've got like two albums by them and they're like, I, I don't remember them at all, but yeah, good for you with the reissue. So that's the deal with vinyl and reissues. There's, you're, you're never going to go fucking broke if you're a, a, you know, running a music thing. It's like when, when you see these deals where someone buys Bob Dylan's catalog for $400 million, and you're just and everybody's first of all everybody's sad at bob dylan they're like oh i can't believe you would sell your old songs and bob dylan's like me, 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 me. you know and, and everybody's like i think i think he's mad at us i don't know if he is bob are you mad at us oh my god i can't believe you've angered bob dylan in such a way Bob, why would you ever sell your catalog for four hundred million dollars? It's such a disappointment. Me, <laughs> you know, there's some impressions you can just do, and it doesn't matter. Uh, it's like it's like you can do Jerry. Everybody, do, like if you do Jerry Lewis, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I sold all of Jerry Lewis's movie rights, and he'd be like, flame it, light it. You know what I mean? That's that's all you have to do. That's what he said, and it would, and and he's also one of those dudes. He's like Groot. Jerry Lewis is like Groot in that. No matter what, he just, that's all he says is flame and lighting. Jerry, you saved, you started raise a lot of money for MS, but there's some little guys who hate you. Flame and lighting. <laughs> and you know what he's saying. It's that thing where, like, with Groot, where they know no matter what he's saying, he's they're like, I get it. They, you know what Jerry Luce means when he says flame and lady. Uh, <laughs> Jerry, come on, man. I can't believe I don't. Oh, stop your nonsense. Of course you do. Well, you know, your brain is clouded from the hard drugs. Clearly, your brain is. <laughs> 
Your brain is still adult. two years hooked on flute. Unbelievable. Right into your veins. Right into your veins. <laughs> your flute right in there. <laughs> Lady Flavin! <laughs> Bob, why would you sell your catalog for $400 million? Although that is beneficial. Bob, what do you plan on doing with the money? Hey, my hand. Yeah. That's more fun to do than Elvis. All right. Wrong. Say, man, I, uh, what if Elvis talked to Bob Dylan? Say, Bob, I saw you made $400 million, man. That's, uh, that's amazing. I wish I'd have thought of that before I uh, had my unfortunate incident. King <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Why are they talking? They're, look, man, they're having a chat. Say Bob Dylan had a seance and he called up uh, Elvis or Elvis. What if Elvis just because you know he's fucking Elvis? He can do what the fuck he wants. He's like a ghost with privileges to go visit anybody in the fucking world. He does whatever he wants. That's true. No, he totally does. I'm, ter- I'm serious. Whoever the fuck is in charge of ghosts is like you know what Elvis gets a pass. He can go wherever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. Other ghosts they got to ask permission and shit. It's like Beetlejuice. There's that waiting room and all the numbers. Elvis just walks in, just blinds everybody with rhinestones, and then goes and visits fucking you know fucking the Onassis family, <laughs> telling the Jackie's okay. You know what I mean? And they're like, what? Why are you here? Say, man, I just wanted to tell you, I was out of the pool the other day with Jackie, and uh, she wanted me to tell you guys that she's fine, and she still likes crab cocktail, man. All right, take care. <laughs> and he logs the fuck out. I like the idea as Elvis, a messenger from the un, from the, un, the afterlife. All right. Although there's no such thing as fucking ghosts. What the fuck am I talking about? Although if there was such thing as ghosts, you got to believe Elvis would be the first. Give me, make Elvis the ghost. You know why there's no ghosts here? I'll tell you this bullshit. There's no ghosts. Because if there was, if there were ghosts, you know who would. Uh, there, here's all I need to know why there's no ghosts. Because Thomas Jefferson has never come back. What? That's that is uh, that's how I know there are no what? ghosts. That if you if you're like there's there's no such thing as ghosts because Thomas Jefferson never came back. You know why? Because that dude was the architect of our society. He he brought over the fucking Statue of Liberty, wrote the Declaration of Independence, and we put him on the fucking nickel. That fucking guy would be so mad. He would absolutely come back through whatever dimensions and bullshit he had to just to register a powdered wig complaint. He's going to be so fucking angry. He I picture because if he came, would come back, his ghost would show up at the mint and they'd be, he'd be like, hey, it's me, Thomas Jefferson. They'd be like, hide the nickels. Holy shit. <laughs> this fucking guy. He's like, hey, man, I, you know, you know me. I banged a slave. I wrote the Declaration of Independence. I'm that guy, right? So I, I assume you guys have honored me in a, in a nice way. You've taken care of me in some sort of uh, respectful. Oh, certainly we have. Of course, we put you on money. You put me on money. That's fantastic. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, and what, what money would that be? Um, you know what? Here's Bob Dylan to tell you. Who on the nickel? Come on. Bob Dylan is hanging out at the mint. Looking over his four hundred million dollars. <laughs> oh Jesus! You gotta tell. Imagine being the guy still Tom Jefferson on the fucking nickel. Oh, you're on the nickel. What do you mean I'm on the nickel? The nickel? Are you fucking kidding me? Why am I not on like the million dollar bill? There should be one of those that I should be on it. Oh no, that you're on the nickel, and and it's it's great. But but also we also, we put you on folding money too. Wait, you oh all right, all right. Well that that changes things. I'm on two kinds of money. You are. It's fantastic. So you're on folding money and you're on the nickel. It's great. Take care of yourself. Well, well no, no. What, what, what money am I on? <laughs> what do you? Well, it's, you're unfolding money. It's great. Everybody loves it. Well, no, no. What, what money am I on? Bob, you want to tell him? Uh, the two dollar <laughs> bill. What? I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, tell him you're on the two dollar bill. <laughs> really? Um. As in queer as a? Uh? Is that is that what you're telling me? Wow. 
That's the, that's where you stuck me for fuck's what? sake. Oh, come on! You, Washington's on the one. This means you're twice as good as Washington. Yes, but Washington's on the quarter. I'm on the nickel. That means Washington is five times better than me. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love the idea of Elvis being the one ghost. He's the only guy. Like there was a possibility to have ghosts forever, and they were like, nobody's good enough. And then Elvis died in '77. They're like, fuck this man. Oh wait, they could send him out because they're so annoyed. Like maybe he went. He was up in heaven, and he's just like shooting flash cubes in God's pool. They're like, fucking Elvis, take a powder. Go visit somebody. Go talk to fucking you know Paul McCartney in his sleep or whatever the fuck. Jesus Christ. Uh, why did we even talk about Bob selling his, his, I his have package? No idea. Bob sold his fucking. Uh, he sold Bob, his catalog for four million dollars. People are making money on old catalogs. They certainly are. You know, it's funny. I capitalized <laughs> on that a couple of years ago. My own self. Well, I didn't mm-hmm. capitalize on it. I spent some money. Uh, there was some. <laughs> there was some dude. I got on. A, I. It was a weird. I found it online. There's a band that I love named jellyfish there's a band i just yeah jellyfish uh, i worship at the altar of jellyfish they made two albums all right but they also there were like several bootlegs that were out and uh there's albums that had um unreleased tracks that came you know they kind of floated around and stuff and i had all of those but then a guy an entrepreneur uh a guy with a garage that's basically it a guy who had a garage went you know what Maybe I can trick Jellyfish into giving me a deal. And he did somehow because Roger Manning is was may have been on heroin at the time. And Andy Sturmer wants nothing to do with <laughs> Jellyfish. It's the craziest fucking thing. He's the lead singer. And he, he wrote the songs with with Roger and uh, and uh, and Jason. And I, I just Andy Sturmer wants he literally he, he's first of all, he's a recluse. Like he doesn't talk to anybody like he he scored some Broadway stuff. Then he scores a bunch of cartoons he went to Japan. He worked on um, High High uh, Puffy Amiyumi is the name of the band. But they had a he wrote their theme song. And it was High High Puffy Amiyumi. High High Puffy Amiyumi show. It's Japan. It's Japanese. I mean, you know that how they fucking they're bananas. So uh, so Andy worked with that and he scored Teen Titans here in America. He scored. He's done been very successful. He wrote a Broadway musical about Winnie the Pooh, which is fucking awful. Um, <laughs> Because as anybody who listens to the show knows, I I hate Winnie the Pooh. I I hate him actively. Like I like I want to terrorize the creator. I'm furious. Uh, if I met Christopher Robin, I would do everything I could to talk him into making like a fucking going on a bear hunt. I just I don't care for Winnie the Pooh. I don't like Eeyore. Uh, Tigger's fine, but I don't I don't like anybody else. I don't like anybody else that show. Tigger I can get along with. Everybody else forget it. Um, uh, actually Tigger, no, he's got, he's, he's on the spectrum too. Isn't he fucking bananas? He's fucking weird. Uh, isn't he all like, <laughs> doesn't he talk all strange? They all do. Like Winnie the Pooh's the calming, he's the center of, of the fucking, of the ring of fire. That is the Winnie the Pooh <laughs> universe. <laughs> I can't go down this path. Oh my gosh. Why do you love him? No, but I, I'm like, I don't, if you don't like it, who cares? I don't. I don't have an opinion on the on Pooville, which whatever is fine, it's called. But, but think about what you just said to a guy who's been doing a, a jerk off <laughs> podcast for thirteen years. Hey, man, if you don't like him, who cares? Great, thanks for thanks for tuning in, guys. Take we'll, we'll talk soon. I you know I I'm trying to gin up shit to talk about because the world is ending and I'm I'm going with it. I could talk about the world ending, but that's just me. Well, nobody wants to hear that every fucking week. Every week I'm going to talk about the world ending because that, that would be what I would do. I would come in here and open the microphone and go, hey, bad stuff happened again. I mean, dude. But good stuff happened too. What good stuff happened this I week? Nothing. Well, well, well. 
It's funny you would mention that because I, I, I literally, myself, I literally played this all three CDs from start to finish twice. I sat here working on stuff and just, just yes, or RKO myself into happiness. Well, we we because it it reminds you of it brings back your youth. It's nostalgia. It comes flooding back to you, and it's something you truly it enjoy. Back joy, yes, oh, joy. Right. And you and you love that, and it make, it puts you in a great space. And mm-hmm. and you so she showed me this uh, because, like I said, I don't know if I, I told you I bought so Jellyfish did a box set that mm-hmm. guys I don't garage. Know if you told us, <laughs> uh, and I bought the goddamn thing, and all it was was a compilation of all the stuff I owned, but it happened to be on like four discs, and I was like, that's fine, I don't care. It was, and I don't know if he he can say he remastered it, but again, the guy lives in a garage, and and the dumbest <laughs> thing I did. Because he's, he's like a power pop guy. That's his whole deal, which I love. I love that genre. That's my dude. Three and a half minute fucking jangly songs. Pop songs are fucking beautiful with harmonies and everything. I am mm-hmm. on board forever. But then this dude started sending me newsletters all the time. Because then he got lucky. He hit with Jellyfish. All right. Because Jellyfish has this. There are people who love them, worship them, like me. You know, there are people who just, they, and they want Andy to come back and they want Andy and Roger to record again, which will never fucking happen because Andy and Roger don't even speak, let alone fucking do music. (laughs) But people are like, oh my God, we need Jellyfish to come back, right? Because there's that, so there's that strong cult fan base for Jellyfish. So this guy was able to sell a box set uh, out of the back of his fucking El Camino and make some money, right? But then... I get, I just get fucking deluged with emails from the guy. Hey, you're not going to believe it. We found some unrecorded rarities from the walnuts. What the fuck? I don't know who that is. <laughs> we put it together. We got the walnuts together. They gave us an interview. I don't know who they are. Stop sending me emails. Oh, you're not going to believe this. Great googly moogly has reunited and recorded. a. <laughs> I could not care less I, because I liked jellyfish. Please don't think I like the rest of your shit bands. I don't, I'm not. I'm not funding. I'm not putting your kid through college. I like one band. You're not going to trick me into buying a bunch of shit. Hey, the Juji fruits are back. Good for you. <laughs> I didn't ask. <laughs> but he somehow, because he got my email address, because I gave him $40 15 years ago or whatever it was, or 10 years ago, he still sends me these emails. And I, and, and I know what you're thinking. Mike, you could unsubscribe. From the <laughs> list. Certainly. Certainly I could, but then when, how would I then know when the blueberry pop tarts were getting back together to go on the road at the age of 70 with that dumb name on their drum? Oh my God. Stay home, blueberry pop tarts. Uh, but yeah, so I, so I, there's all these people who are capitalizing on this and they're finding it's like, it's like when people put out a Tupac album and you're like, is he dead or is he not? I don't know if he's dead yet or not, but there'll always be some in, well, he's supposed to be dead, right? I, he, I and also dead. <laughs> but but I don't believe it. He might not be because that dude. Because again, he was he didn't he get shot like nine times and live, and then made two more albums and shit, and then he finally got killed again. Wait, you're supposed to be you expect me to believe that a guy who took nine shots and smiled like he says and fucking hit him up <laughs> is dead? No way. That dude fucking he roams the earth. He's rich. He's somewhere, and he and every once in a while he does a guest verse or a track. And, they, and my favorite part is they have to make these excuses up, like they found they found it somewhere. Where did you find this Tupac track? Where was that? I is it like an Easter egg hunt? Can if I go to the White House <laughs> underneath the bush in the front yard, am I going to find a Tupac verse? Is that is that what you're telling me? True. Let's go ahead and extract that and throw it into whatever fucking dumb cut Megan the Stallion is putting out about her pussy this week. That'd be great. Let's go. Oh, and wait, we've got a Tupac wow. guest verse. Well, certain, certainly she deals with a lot more intelligent subjects than that. Clearly she's not just singing about I her just, pussy. But I think the fact that you have put some sort of IQ test on her pussy is offensive. 
Listen, if she puts out a photo of her pussy wearing a little graduation hat, then <laughs> there you go. That I will say I will take it all back. I if if her if her pussy starts doing Chinese math, I, then I'm going to be like, "Yep, let's fucking see it." I got to tell you, she could make a fortune by putting out a nude photo with a little graduation cap. There's no doubt. She'd have my money. It's better than giving it to the guy who's telling me that the fucking Fruit Loops are back on the road. Uh, I don't know why all these bands are named after breakfast cereals and breakfast foods. Uh, but it's because, you know why? Because that's what I associate with that kind of bright, poppy music. You know what I mean? It's it's just, it's because I think of the 70s and I think of my watching cartoons as a kid and eating fucking cereal. You know, they, oh, please welcome the Fruity Pebbles. You know what I mean? It just, it sounds like could be a cereal, could be a 70s band. You have no idea. I think when the Archies put out Sugar Sugar, it just confused everyone permanently. Well, because, the, yeah, why? Because it made people confront the fact that perhaps the Archies were real. And nobody <laughs> wants to do like that. Nobody wants to sit down and do the heavy lifting on that. The Archies may be real. We assumed that the Archies were a cartoon construct and everybody was like, all right, well, it's bad. Enough. Look, it's bad enough when they put them on TV. When you get the when you get the comic book, you're like, all right, the Archies are two dimensional and I can that's my world. I can live in a world where the Archies are two dimensional. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you got fucking Reggie and Moose on your television set. You're like, hold on a second. Are you telling me there's a possibility that they're ambulatory? Uh, Please don't tell me the Archies are ambulatory. Uh, I, I can't handle that as a grown person. Uh, and then next thing you know, they cut a fucking record. <laughs> and now in your brain, you're just like, oh my God, the Archies are real. I can't. <laughs> Up is down. Black is white. What the fuck is happening on this planet? The Archies are. <laughs> Wait, folks. The Superman is real, and he is American. <laughs> Folks, the Archies are real, and they are American. <laughs> and they still fuck with Archie. Isn't there some show about Archie now? There was a show called Riverdale. Yes, 90210 with Archie in it. Like, I, <laughs> it was like the 90210 of the Archie. Right? And the yeah. OC, it was like the OC, but Archie was in it. And you're just it like, was... I don't... I, I started watching it by mistake and I was like, okay, this is kind of funny. And then by season three, I went, okay, this is, this is absurd. It's not even funny. Yeah. So, yeah. And they, and they, you know, they take these, uh, but, but you know what? These ideas are fucking great. I have to be honest with you, man, because like you just said, you, you, the Archie's being real and eating fucking sandwiches. You're just like, that's fucking crazy. Like I don't, but also yeah. then you're like, cause look, it's, it's enough of a leap to go. All right. The Archie's are real and they enjoy sandwiches. Now you're like, all right, well, fuck. I mean, that's a lot to take in. Uh, oh, by the way, they fight werewolves. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? I think it's hilarious. You didn't hear they were at Pop's chocolate shop and a werewolf crashed through the window. What the fuck is happening but, in Archie land? But that's where I'm like, that is fantastic. That's where I'm like, take it to the absurd. If you're going to be absurd about this. And I agree. I agree. That's what I was getting to. Because yeah. I was thinking like I was, I remember yeah. I was saying, I said a billion years ago, it would be always fun to like reimagine. Like, like for, it's I'm look, I contain multitudes. All right. Because <laughs> this week, I saw that the rebooting King of the Hill and I texted it to Lily and I said, people need to fucking grow up. All right. I just, cause I'm so fucking tired of this exhumation of the corpses of the nineties and the eighties and the seventies, just to keep people fucking wrapped at attention at their television set and ignore anything else that's going on in the fucking world. Go ahead. You pointed at me. Well, my question is, is it live action or is it cartoon? Do not bring me into a world where the King of the Hill is real. Do not chain me up. And tie me to the back of the truck and drive me into a world where Boomhauser or whatever the fuck is real. Because to me, that show fence. was always like the cartoon version of Married with Children anyway. Right. It's, it's like, just, it's and again, 
<laughs> I, and I'm not saying there's it's werewolves, bad. by the way. I don't know if you know. Are there? That. <laughs> well, you think that's bad? Boomauer was the one who had the press conference to say that Bob Dylan sold his four hundred million dollars of royalties. He said, "Man, hey, man, I got to tell you about that Bob Dylan man. He got four hundred million dollars. Man, he four million dollars." <laughs> what is his name? It's not Boomauer. Thank is it? you, Boomer. Oh God, it hurts. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. I And again, I'm not saying King of the Hill is bad. I'm not. I don't care. And again, I'm a dude who listens to Dragnet in my car. I mean, I'm, I'm not anybody to cast to be the, the arbiter of taste. If you want to sit around and watch new King of the fucking Hill, good. I mean, I guess. But but also at the same time, like I said 10 years ago on this show or whatever the fuck, by year, whatever the fuck, I, you know, I I think it would be a great idea like if if Batman fought the predator, you know what I mean? Like those, those are ridiculous to me, but then they went ahead and they drew shit like that. Like they made those kind of comic books. Get this. I found this shit out. Listen, to, you're not going to, you're going to faint. Go ahead. I was just doing the predator. I'm doing all those, those weird clicky noises. Oh God. He's so clicky. Uh, um, but I, I, I've just found this out. All right. Did you know that Sherlock Holmes is public domain? Uh, that makes sense. Right. <laughs> And so then I, when I found that out, I was like, oh, that's fucking amazing. You know who else is public domain? Dracula. That makes sense too. Yeah. And that's why so there's so my, many. So in my brain, I'm like, what if? No. <laughs> what if Sherlock Holmes, and this is like a month ago. I was thinking of this. I'm like, dude, what if Sherlock Holmes had to fight against Dracula? Like, and he just, he doesn't fight him because he can't because Sherlock Holmes, is a, you know, he's a pussy. He's half a fucking English dude. And you're just like, all right, whatever. And he's got that stupid, you know, Baskerville's hat on. And you're like, Dracula would fuck this guy up because Dracula's powerful and shit. Your mic's out. What? You're laughing. I think it's funnier if he's a vampire. Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> oh, what if, dude, all right, so you go that route. What if Dracula <laughs> bites Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, so then Sherlock Holmes becomes a vampire and he investigates where to find blood. See how fucking awesome would that be if Dracula's like, you know what? I need a detective. I need and I need a detective who's on call all the time. So he bites Sherlock Holmes. Why not? Fucking sneaks into fucking uh, Ten Downing Street or or you know Charing Cross Road or wherever the fuck Sherlock Holmes lives, and uh, you know he has to he has to sneak in and not wake up Doctor Watson who just got done getting fucked by Sherlock Holmes. Because don't tell me those two weren't fucking getting Rogered. There's no doubt. Like I talked about Mr. Keene, Tracer of Lost Persons, and his pal Mike, and then he's like, he's my good friend Mike burly strong cop who does all the muscly work for me and then we're always together all the time don't ask any questions you know what i mean that's basically how it is with sherlock holmes and watson because i listen to the old radio shows and they're like uh, sherlock holmes will be like and how's a dorothy today watson and he's just like oh don't tell me about her home she's getting another nap and i couldn't possibly what adventure are we off to today in cliffordshire well i don't know something that doesn't involve your fucking wife watson you dick <laughs> That's the, that's the, you know what we're doing? We're going to Cliffordshire. We're investigating the, uh, the, the disappearance of Sherlock Holmes's cock in your <laughs> fucking mouth because clearly there's no way you're going to stay home with I your wife, watch, Watson. I would watch that movie you watch <laughs> with some the Holmes two of them just full on gay. Wow, no, see, just as a, as a team, full on gay. I would totally appreciate that they because do it. I, I think they are two friends that care about each other a lot. Yeah, clearly. There's no doubt. And Holmes is just like elementary, dear Watson, get on your knees. And Watson's just like, oh, I say, Holmes, Dorothy wouldn't be too pleased with this. Fucking <laughs> unbelievable. So, but I thought of Sherlock Holmes and Dracula. I'm like, that was, I go, and I said, how has nobody teamed these fucking guys up? And I Googled it. Did you Google it? There's like 10 books on Amazon. There's a guy who writes specifically Sherlock Holmes and Dracula. <laughs> 
And I'm like, of course there is. There's no idea not done. There's no idea not done at all. I thought I discovered something. I was like, this is going to be genius. What if I came up with the Sherlock Holmes Dracula show? And then sure enough, this guy's written like, you know, Sherlock Holmes and Dracula in the case of the bat biting the log or whatever the fuck. Like, great. Good for them. You know, and, 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 and I, but I will tell you this. I want to read them so badly. Like I, I think, <laughs> do you? Yes, I really do. I'm, fa- I'm fascinated by that kind of, you know, if it's, you know. By the light of the misty lamp, there was a cop and he was knocked over and Watson came to say, you know what I mean? Like all that kind of cockney bullshit and everybody's walking in the mist. Nobody has a gun. Somebody has to get killed by a sharp stick. See, that that's what I want. <laughs> Fuck gunplay anymore. And then, dude, because imagine if Dracula's back, because that's when Dracula was back then. Like Dracula now shows up, they fucking ventilate him with an AR-15 and nobody fucking thinks twice. Like Dracula's just dead and they laugh, they hang him from a lamppost. But back then, you had to outwit Dracula. You had to fucking think about what to do and trap him. Right? Exactly. As he comes walking in. Right. Yeah. Because, like, you know, Sherlock Holmes would have to put, like, drops of blood on the floor leading to a cardboard box with a stick. And just Dracula's just licking it up, licking it up. And then all of a sudden, ha ha ha! We've got you. Uh, well, no, Sherlock Holmes is uh, Sherlock Holmes is more prim and proper. He's like this. No, he's not. I can't do voices. Um, but yeah, how great would that be? But I see. So I say, how great would that be? But then when they bring back King of the Hill, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? It's so dumb. It's just so dumb. I did find out that in the first episodes, both Sherlock Holmes and Dracula move into the neighborhood. Really? Oh my god. That, see, that doesn't make any sense. So, I, you know who's merely upset? The other people in that neighborhood. They're just like, it's depending on who moved in first. All right, yeah, let's be honest. If you're in a neighborhood and Sherlock Holmes was in, you're like, we are totally safe because this brilliant detective lives here. But if Dracula moves in, you're like, oh, man, we probably should get better windows. That's what you're thinking. Although, I never know the, the, the lore of Dracula, like the mythology. Like, can, can he? Because there will be that thing where he's outside on the porch. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, blah, blah, blah. And then he's in the house. And you're like, what did he fade through the wall? There's like a puff he, of smoke. He glamored them and came inside because they invited him. Well, no, I'm saying there'll be a thing where somebody will be asleep and like Batman will be on the, Batman. Dracula's on the porch. <laughs> Same thing. Essentially Batman, yeah. Six <laughs> of one. Uh, and so he's out there and he's just like, blah, blah. And then there's like a poof of smoke and then there's a bat in the house. And I'm like, and again, you can make he's public domain. You can make up any fucking rules that you want for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah, he can he can jump through walls. How the fuck so can he let's jump start. Walls? I, let's I want it. the yeah. I want the 40-year-old boy versus the Sherlock vampire. Oh Christ. <laughs> and See, it'll be written like Scooby-Doo. And in those books, in those books, Sherlock Holmes, he has to, you know, he has to fight <laughs> against Dracula. He's trying to catch him. Like he's the new Moriarty, I suppose. And if you don't know who Moriarty is and Sherlock Holmes, Moriarty is Sherlock Holmes' mortal enemy and leave me the fuck alone because I'm old. Um, <laughs> but like if they teamed up, it would be even better, right? Because also there's a, there's a I, then I'm on HBO, my HBO, and I'm flipping. Oh, fuck HBO, by the way. Or not fuck them, fuck AT&T. Get this. I'm, a, uh, I'm an AT&T customer. I have been for fucking oh, no. centuries. Yeah, no, so I am I. Yeah. No, no, it's nothing. I get a text from them last week. They're like, hey, Mike. Did you know that your plan qualifies you for free HBO Max? It's amazing. Activate here. Well, I've been paying for HBO for over a year. Oh, <laughs> like, shit. They could have told me this shit, right? They could have done something, sent me an email. I've had but, it for free for two years. I would have told you if I... Well, okay, well, then I went in to try to sign up, and I can't. There's no way to activate it. Like, the the the, the TV won't let me activate with the code that is that I get from AT&T. 
So now it's that dumb thing where it's like, hey, this might be cool. I wish you would have told me earlier to wait. Now I got to call you motherfucker. <laughs> and I don't. And again, they're just going to say the same shit. Well, here's what you do. You click because they're going to pull up the same page I did and go click this link. And I look, listen, I, you ever do that when you're trying to tell them, listen, I've done all the things I have. I, it's not working. So get me past that. It used to be like that on direct TV when I would call up. Oh, I, you'd have I to say, well, you'd have to say, get me uh what is the phrase? There's a, there's a magic phrase that fixes everything on direct TV. It used to before AT might be that before <laughs> AT&T bought them. Uh, there was a thing you could say where you were like, what was it? Oh, customer retention. That's what it was. It was like, yeah. I need, I need the customer retention department. Cause that meant I'm, I'm leaving. I'm quitting. You know, I'm, I'm bailing. So they would do it immediately until, like I said, AT&T took over. And I told that story on the show here where that I went to customer retention. They're like, okay, bye. <laughs> and, I, they called my bluff, so I said, fuck you, and I did. I bailed. I was a 20-year customer, and I was like, all right, fuck off, and I left. Um, anyway, so AT&T, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't want to call them, you know what I mean, and figure this fucking shit out. I don't, I don't but I also don't want to pay another, because HBO's raising their price. And I just, I just went in, believe me, again, belt tightening is in, in full effect over here, so I'm trying to figure out any corner I can cut, and that's one of them. I just hate the fact that now it's a real test. It's like, all right, you want to save $16 or you want to fight against your ADHD to fucking hold on the phone and get a fucking operator on there mm-hmm. and talk to them for 20 minutes. Do you want to talk to a stranger for 20 minutes or do you want to save $16 a month? What do you want to do with your life? I'm going to tell you that you probably have to cancel your HBO before you can sign up for HBO for you to do them. I, yes, I figured as much, you know yeah. what I mean? But I didn't, I didn't, well, first of all, I wanted to watch the new last of us. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want to episode four. Uh, episode four, yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I'm caught up again. Don't give a fuck about first person shooters, but man, episode three was fabulous. Episode four made me very happy too. Well, I. All right. Well, let's. Because no spoilers. I don't want to spoil anything. I just want to say that I think that the storyline and the way the story is unfolding, I'm enjoying, and I yes. don't have to play the game to enjoy that. And I think that's really cool. Yes. Well, that's, that's why this is the best video game I've ever played in my life, because it was an unbelievable story that also contained video game elements. Um, I mean, it, I, again, I'm a sap, so this doesn't believe me. No one, everybody's gonna be like, so what? I mean, I cried like six times on Twitch playing that fucking game because stuff that happens, you're just, is devastating. And you're just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I don't want to have that decision as the first person shooter. I don't want to, you know, there there are scenes where people have to shoot people and the morality of shooting that person can be questionable in these games. And that's part of the game. I don't like that. It makes me feel icky. Well, um, this game, this game yeah. would absolutely make you feel like you, oh, you have to, make, you have to yeah. make choices in this yeah. game. And there, I can a, see the choices and it's ugh. it's incredible, but it's it's incredible. But yeah, it does. It fries your brain, man. Well, there's a game. Right, I'm going to I don't want to give this away as a spoiler, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this. There was a game that was recommended to me. Okay. And my friend said, just play it. Don't, don't, you know, don't check anything, just play it. And I played it and it was crazy fun. It was, it was just, it's funny. It's written. It's, it's really interesting. It's funny. And it, the graphics aren't psychotic. You know what I mean? It's not, you're not immersed in it. It's, it's actually like playing a game like you did when you were a kid. You know what I mean? Where you, you would play Atari or something. And it's, wow. it's those kind of, it's those kind of graphics. You're not, you don't embody a character, you know what I mean? But you get into the story certainly. And you're playing through and you're, you're doing the things you do in a video game. And then at the end, uh, when you finish, 
<laughs> the, the there's an enemy, whatever you you they take you and they tell you, you know, you essentially. All right, I don't want to like I said, I don't want to give things away, but essentially they they told me they're like, uh, you know, you didn't have to kill anybody <laughs> in this game. You chose to. Yeah. Like you got to this yeah, spot. Certainly this is the, well, I'm just, but I'm saying this is a yeah. character telling your character in the game. Hey, you, you, you made choices along the line in this game. Yep. And it was true. I made the choices I thought I had to make in a video game. Kill that guy, kill this person, kill that to get through, kill these people. You know, like that's what you do. You just kill, kill, kill to the end. And at the end of this game, this character says, you killed my friends. You killed this, you killed these people and you didn't have to. And why would you? This isn't the person I thought you were like, you know, because you and you're like, again, I cried. I was just like, I was devastated. Yeah. I felt so terrible and I felt so terrible about it, even though I was playing it on Twitch and whatever, streaming it. I, I immediately played the game over and didn't kill anybody. And when you do that, you get a completely different ending and a different speech and a different thing happens and stuff. You it's weird. But then you get used to it as you're playing it. You know what I mean? You just avoid confrontations. You just, you know, you walk around a guy. You don't do, there's things you don't do. And it was, it was the most, that, that is the most amazing video game I ever played. Last of Us for immersion and story and, and uh -huh. destroying your heart was that. But those two, these two games, the two best games I've ever played where I was just like, oh my God. I mean, like I'm playing, I'm playing God of War and all these other games. They're fun. They're amazing. But Last of Us was real, very real. And then this other game, same thing. It just took me to a place I absolutely did not fucking expect to go playing a video game. Wild. And again, because I was just doing video game shit. I'm just fucking killing people and running around rampaging and shit. And then at the end, they're just like, why'd you do that? Why would you, why would you kill my friend? Like you, you didn't have to. And, and then there's these two, <laughs> there's two skeletons that are pals. Um, and they might be more than pals, but you're not sure. Uh, but one of them is trying to do it. It's a long story. And uh, <laughs> two skeletons who are pals. Yeah, yeah. One but of them is a vampire and the other one is Batman. <laughs> one of them is Sherlock Holmes in skeleton form. <laughs> Elementary, my dear Watson, I have no skin. Um, <laughs> ergo, I am cold. Get me a coat, Watson. Um, ergo, I am cold. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so anyway, so, so, but yeah, so I wanted to watch the final last of us. So I didn't want to cancel HBO. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Um, so I'm going to have to, which is right. I, I totally get that. But the last thing I want is to, and I will tell you this, I deleted the app and it said deleting the app is going to delete all your fucking, your info. Nice. And I was like, I'll do it because it'll, you know, cause I have a, you know, a list of things I want to watch and stuff like that. You know what I watched on HBO? This is so funny. You know, Warner brothers discovery, they bought HBO. Like they're, yeah. they're merging everything. So they're merging, merger, mergering, yeah, mergering, they're merging. Uh, like Discovery Plus with HBO. So now it's fucking weird. Like HBO, HBO should be prestige television. So you should go in there and should be like, all right, well, you know, The Last of Us is an amazing series. The Sopranos, The Wire. But then also now they're like, you can also watch, is it a cake or not? Or whatever the fuck, you know, those dumb yeah. shows from Discovery. In my yeah. 600 pound life, I think is available on HBO. And it's like, don't get a wise HBO with your fucking reality nonsense. You and your please. classism. HBO is classist. Yeah, it is. H no, HBO is it's top tier. You don't need to sneak in here with some Love Island bullshit where four bikinis are trying to meet a guy. Fuck that. Four bikinis. It's brutal. Those fucking shows. I don't. I would Hulu, watch four bikinis in a speedo. I would really? watch that show. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, and, a, and a pizza place. Four bikinis, a four speedo, bikinis, speedo, and a pizza place. Gotta have a pizza place. So dumb. 
those those <laughs> I don't you know that stuff to me I don't I'm not a reality show guy anyway me either says yeah. the guy who can't stop watching baking shows that's a different kind of reality people that's an educational Look, show baking shows yeah. are educational I'll, I'll watch people create a cake I won't watch people create divorce you know what I mean I got I got <laughs> fuck that what if they do it while baking a cake all right then now you know what now you're intriguing me now you're getting me on board cooking therapy <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Simple, you're reeling me in. Cooking therapy, I like hot it. bikini chicks, you know, and and guys <laughs> trying to pick them up while they make a soup. There's nothing wrong with that. Then, then maybe I'll get on board. I like bikinis. I like hot chicks. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I just don't want to watch them sit across from one another and fake like they're in love or whatever the fuck they got to do. And then they had that show where everybody's dressed up like Big Bird and trying to fuck. And it's like, <laughs> what? At, I don't want to know. Point, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. That's a real show. It was like, it was on fucking Netflix, I think. And it was people in like baseball mascot uniforms having Oh, lunch. it was a furry show? Yeah, kind of, I suppose. Oh. And then, but that was the deal was, but, all right, so here's watch the, that now. Now look, if they were furries and then they went on a date as furries and then they fucked as furries and then they said goodnight as furries, that's a show. But what they're, well, all you're doing is you're just going, hey, you know what? Guy in this suit could be fucking ugly. You know what I mean? That, that's the whole show. Hey, are these people ugly or not? That's the entire premise yeah, I don't of baseball that. mascots fucking. You know what I mean? It's like if someone's like, God damn, do I love the San Diego chicken? And then he takes his head off. You're like, you're just fucking Ted. I don't want to fuck you, Ted. I want to fuck the San Diego chicken. Right? Uncomfortable. <laughs> it's true. You know, you and then so on that show on Netflix, it's like they're they're wearing, you know, they're all Teletubbies, which is great. If you want to watch the Teletubbies fuck, just watch the Teletubbies fuck. I don't have to watch them, you know, travel a long road of discovery over eggs. I don't fucking need it, man. <laughs> Some stupid brunch with the Teletubbies and are they going to fuck or not? And then eventually one of them takes their head off. They're like, oh, yeah, you're not really my type. What the fuck are you talking about, man? You just ate apricot surprise with this fucking person when they wore fucking eight pounds of felt on their head. Don't tell me they're not your type. Jesus fucking Christ. They'll find any way to humiliate people. First, they put them on an island. They're like, hey, man, you want to eat fucking slug snot? They're like, no, I don't. They're like, we'll give you a dollar. They're like, okay. Hey, who wants to stand on a pole for 11 hours? Not me. What if we gave you a dollar? Sounds good. (laughs) Do you ever think about cracking a coconut with your fucking skull? No, I didn't. Well, here's a pile of them. Get to work. No. How about a dollar? Crack, crack, crack. (laughs) This whole, the whole entertainment industry is built on carrot on a stick. That's it. Everybody just trying to get a fucking carrot that's dangling in front of their fucking face. And they make them do progressively stupider and stupider shit. (laughs) Hey, you ever thought of grabbing a live eel? No, I haven't. What if we gave you a dollar for it? Where's the tank? They just fucking plunge their hands in there. Of course they fucking do, because they're fucking idiots. And then it's it's packaged up and sold as a show. And then even worse is they went, what if celebrities did this? And so they're like, hey, let's trap celebrities in a house. (laughs) And I mean, I don't, look, I don't. I don't need to see Rula Lenska having a fight with Rodney Allen Rippey. It's not what I'm on to. I'm not, I'm not Rodney interested. I don't know when they invented seventies house, but apparently <laughs> I just did that seventies house. <laughs> I just invented that seventies house. Um, re- it's a reboot mashup, <laughs> but you know what? Google it. I bet it's been, it's been done. I guarantee it's been done. <laughs> they invent dude fucking England. They, they, they put out bad teeth and bad reality. That's it. That's all. That's, that's the main exports right now from England. They put out the fucking bad choppers and then these because they invent all the reality shows and then fucking America just steals them and and inevitably makes them worse. As yes. I've talked about, yes. they because Gordon Ramsay in England, he's a polite gentleman. Did you know that 
People yeah. are like, oh, we enjoy Gordon Ramsay. And he had a chat show. Fucking Gordon Ramsay had a fucking chat show and people tuned in because he'd make eggs with a local celebrity and then he'd talk to somebody else who was selling a bike, whatever the fuck. He was a good guy. He was a chef. Then they brought him over here and they're like, what? And then to hear us out, what if you were a cunt to everybody? Would that be okay? <laughs> Boy, me, I've been waiting for this opportunity. <laughs> I think he had, though. <laughs> Every, we all are. I, I'm not. I don't want to be mean and unhappy. I want to be happy and listen to Bow Wow Wow. And that's all of it. that is true. All of that is true. And then if someone came along to you and they said, we'll give you $4 million to be mean to everybody for 12 weeks. No. Then I don't want to know you. I don't. I, I don't understand. Please. I would be a fire breathing jag off. I mean, and look, cause look, I'm not far away now. You know what I mean? I mean, if you, you, if you give me the 4 million, all you're just saying to me is Mike, yeah, turn it up from six to eight. Go ahead and do that. Can you do that for us? And look, I'm a, I hide in my house. I want to be a nice guy to everybody. Yes, I agree. But if somebody offered me $4 million for a 12 week run of shows where I get to just be just an unvarnished fucking cock. Oh my God. I'd be rich afterwards. Cause again, look at it this way. After those 12 weeks, you would have $4 million. You'd be polite and nice there. And if you wanted to, you could divide that $4 million amongst everybody you were mean to for the last 12 weeks just to make yourself feel better. Or a million dollars. Anyway, you got to keep something for it. Otherwise, there's no point in doing it. I don't know. Oh, Lily, what is, you're just, you got to snap out of it. You got to I go just ahead don't and... like being mean. I don't there's like nothing... being unhappy. I'm tired of being in pain. And I just, I want joy in my life. I want to sit and listen to Bow Wow Wow and make a sparkly bra and dance around in my panties and sing in the moon or something. I don't know. I went online. It's interesting. You know <laughs> so what I saw tired. online? You know what? what I saw online? Joy. You know what the price tag on it was? Four million dollars. <laughs> so guess what you would be? You would be purchasing. <laughs> Of fuck, you don't think you could buy eight thousand sparkly bras and shit like that for four million dollars? But then they are, then they aren't special. That's the problem with lots of things. If everything is there, nothing is special, but and that think, is that is the problem with people who are rich. But do you think Once fairies you, are going to just bring you sparkly panties? I mean, you, you, it's no, not going to happen. But but again, you can you know here. There's a celebrity that I used to know because of my ex husband. And a lot of the conversations we would have would be things like, hey, look at this cool thing I got. And I'm like, that's amazing. Where did you find that? And they're like, my personal assistant was down at the swap meet and knew that I wanted one of these. And they finally located it for me. And I go, so so the joy of finding, discovering and acquiring that was nothing. You just threw money at something and now it's sitting on your shelf. There's no why is your life better now? You didn't have the journey. You didn't have the joy. You didn't have the experience. All the things in the world just sit on shelves. Yes. I've had that epiphany to a certain extent as well. Yeah. But world, the world's better with money than it is without it. The world it doesn't is better mean... with money. The world is not better with things necessarily. And I well, struggle that's... with this because I am now a retail store. And I'm like, what is the joy that you get except for the fact that I sell things that you can actually use, play with, and experience with groups of people because they're cards. But if all I sold was a widget that you, I mean, again, the stupid, the pops. Funkos. Funkos. Yeah. Okay. Once you have 12 of those, you now just have less space in your house and an obsession with filling it. Well, I'm going to send you an awesome picture of the top of my dresser with Funkos that fans have sent me and people in it. They're beautiful. I, and I, amazing. Am, I am not saying that they're wrong or bad, but I'm saying that once Everything is a Funko Pop. Nothing is special. 
Uh, well, yes, I, I understand that. It's the same. It's the same theory <clears throat> regarding podcasting or or things like that, where you're like, once everybody has a podcast, then who the fuck cares? You know what I mean? I I, I know what you're saying. I get it. Yeah. But but money's great. It money would be great to good. have money. But but again, I I again, this goes to my whole communist, socialist, anti-capital feminist bullshit as everyone says to me all the time money doesn't buy happiness it can afford things that make life easier but it doesn't necessarily buy happiness all the money in the world can't buy happiness if you still can't if you still get joy in running through the woods but you can't run do you know how fucking happy Bob Dylan is right now with 400 million dollars I have no bank? idea most of the people Let's I know ask have him, a lot eh? of money are miserable Let's They're ask him, Bob. Cunts. Bob, how happy are you? <laughs> yes, I know. You're right. I, but but Jesus Christ, I don't know. All right. Fine. I want the world to be a better place for everybody, not just for the rich. And that is a problem for most people because then you have to face the reality of how fucked up things are. And that's not fun. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring the show down again. You, I, I'm not going to lie, you did. You actually I did. I, I mean, I am good for this show anymore because I have well, become a a pacifist, uncomfortable person who wants the world to be a better place. I don't know. I don't. Well, I mean, I'm I can be just as much of a misanthrope, certainly. I mean, yeah. I, like, dude, because like you know. We've talked about it. If you win the Powerball, what are you going to do? There's all these people who are like, I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to go everywhere. I'm going to go oh, where I fuck that. I, where am I going to go? France. I got a screensaver that looks like France. I'll fucking I'll just sit in my house with eight billion dollars and fucking look at my screensaver. You know, I'll, I'm I, I'm torn. Part of me is like, I'm going to see the world. It's going to be fantastic. And the part of me is like, you'll never see me again because I'm going to burrow so deeply into my fucking house <laughs> and the things that I love that you're never going to fucking see me. I got news. For, I'll never leave my apartment. If I win the Powerball, either I'll be a gadfly and I'll dress like fucking Oscar Wilde and I'll be out there meeting people or I'll just sit in my fucking house and do what the fuck I want. Because you know what? Amazon and DoorDash and Escorts deliver. That's it. That's escorts, all I fucking need. That's all I need. Sometimes you can get the DoorDash to bring the Escort. It's so cute. They leave her right there on the porch. They take a photo of it. And they text it to you to make sure you know <laughs> that they left her out there. She's just all sad looking down at the ground. It's fucking amazing. I'm not, you know, I don't have to explore the world to be happy. I don't have to because part of me is like, yes, I want to. But then part of me is like, dude, if I get the Powerball, I'm just going to lock myself in my apartment. I'm going to eat chow mein and pussy till I fucking explode. <laughs> That's it, and that's fucking all. And I know you're thinking to yourself, oh, wait, you eat escort pussy? You're goddamn fucking right I eat escort <laughs> pussy. What the fuck? This is my I, I paid a thousand fucking dollars for it. I'm gonna fucking eat it. Get off my fucking dick. You what, you're you're mad I eat escort pussy? Well, you know what? I'll put a pinky in the air. How about that? That'll that'll be fancy enough for you if I eat the fucking escort pussy. Get a fucking way. Jesus Christ. They fucking deliver. I don't have to go fucking anywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, you got to have the money to do it. You know, very rarely now with my, with, with, in the status I'm in, can I go, hey, DoorDash, you want to bring a hooker over here? It's like, <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, Christ. Twitter's good for hookers. There's tons of hookers on Twitter, man. Are there really? Is, yeah. is, is there sex work on Twitter? I did not well, know that. I know there, I know there is on Instagram. Yeah. Because I have a few friends who actually do that, yeah, um, yeah. you know. No, there's there's like escort girls, and it's funny because there will be women sex workers who they'll put like they'll change their name. You know, you can have you have your Twitter handle, yes, but then you can change your name all the time. Or people will be like Spooky Dracula Wilson on, during Halloween or whatever the fuck, 
Um, which by the way, that was an escort that I booked. Oh, fantastic. She's so awesome. Oh my Christ. What a, what a fun time. Get her, you know what? Get her around the season. It's, (laughs) it's fun to get her in March, but she really plays into the spooky Dracula Wilson when you get her around October. Oh, Uh, it hurts. But people change their names on there and they'll say stuff like, uh, you know, spooky Dracula Wilson in Nashville, three, one to three, three. And, and they, you know, because there's that wink, wink, nod, nod game. Where they have to be like, I can't wait to see the sights in Nashville. I, people say great things about your cock. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who wants to go exploring with me in Nashville? Wink, fucking wink. You know what I mean? It's all that deal. And it was funny because that was another thing like Fuckhead said he was going to do. He's like, I'm going to clean it up. We're going to get rid of that. And it's just like, why would you ever? What the fuck? Leave people alone, you fucking jag off. I don't understand. If people want to do sex work, let them do sex work. Because you know what? There's people out there who want to pay for sex work. And that's fucking great. There's nothing wrong with that. Let people, if you want to buy pussy, buy pussy. The thing about sex work is it's work. It's work. Well, it's a job. (laughs) On your end, baby. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) On the sex workers end, sex work is work. You know what it is on my end? Wee. Wee. I would, I wouldn't know. I've not, there's not a world I've been able to delve into just yet. 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 Powerball. We're waiting. See what happens. The, the, uh, the level of the Powerball over the last fucking year and a half is insane to me because it is just desperation. That's well, why always, Powerball is that expensive. And the weirdest thing is that it's always one person now who's winning those gigantic ones. It's like, what are they fucking doing, man? And and they're, you know, they're, by the way, how fascinated are you? Like, I talk about Powerball all the time and I'm not, I, it, because it's become. I always forget it, to buy it. Well, <laughs> I, I don't drive. I know I'm never out yeah. of the house. Yeah, I it <laughs> the funny thing is when I'll it'll be like four thirty or whatever at my house or or three thirty and I'm, I have to stream on Twitch at like four and I'll be like oh man I should run up and get some Powerball tickets and I'm like uh I don't know do I do I want it and then my friend I'm like you're that lazy that you want to take you don't want to take a chance at seven hundred million dollars you fucking idiot oh, I couldn't possibly and even though look never in a billion years you think that but then like I said how does one person win that that is so fucking what yeah, are they doing now what are they it's it's crazy. Uh, well, most of them are not burrowing themselves into their apartment and hiring us. There you go. <laughs> yeah. They are not. Sc- most look- of them are out and about doing things Fuck and blowing that. the money because they don't know how to manage money, unfortunately. Oh, how dare you impugn lottery winners? There was a guy who won. He, he won the lottery and then he started a. Uh, <laughs> He's a kid. He was 24 or whatever. And I, I forget what he won. He probably won like 30 million. And he started a women's wrestling league. And uh, and look, I, I does he not know that escorts can be delivered. Apparently, thank you. That's what I was thinking. Ostensibly, that's a good idea it's if it's a private women's wrestling league. You know what I mean? But he wanted like a TV contract oh. and to go legit and shit like that. It's like, what are you doing, man? You can hire women to come wrestle you all fucking day with that kind of money. But he tried to make this, you know, outrageous ladies of wrestling bullshit. And the thing is. Dude, there there's certain businesses when you get money you shouldn't even go near, and one of them would be the wrestling industry because it is just filled with dudes who see you as a mark with a dollar sign on your forehead, and they're just sharks. They're used to because the whole business is about fucking fooling people, yeah. and so of course they're gonna do whatever they can to blind you and take all your money. And I think they bled the guy out. I don't know. I don't know if he's still rich, if he saved any of it, but he did. He wound up doing a whole syndicated television. He hooked up with, you know, fucking the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. By the way, 
Of course. If you ever think about getting into business with somebody and their nickname is the mouth of the, the south. The south. Back away slowly. Don't even, I mean, and I mean, just because you don't want to startle them into getting their <laughs> megaphone out and screaming in your face. Back away slowly. Don't have to run. That's fine. He's, he's an old man now. He's not going to chase you down. Uh, but this dude literally was in like Jerry and the Pacemakers. I'm not even joking. He was in Jerry and the Pacemakers. Then he got into wrestling and he, he's even worse. Like Jimmy Hart's worse. He got into wrestling in the South. That'll tell you that that guy is old school yeah. grifter. That dude, that dude was, he's the kind of guy, like they would break open a dozen eggs into a bowl and then glue the shells together and resell them. Like he's one of those <laughs> fucking hucksters. <laughs> And you got into business with that guy because they filled eggs with sand. And you're like, I'll go ahead and f- this is my guy. And then, you know, they hired Matilda the Hun or whatever the fuck. And they took all the money they possibly could. Matilda the Hun? That was a real chick. That was a real chick. That was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a stripper yeah. name if I've ever heard it. And I love it. <laughs> I don't think she wasn't, but she wasn't in, I don't think she was in that league, but she was in, she might've been in gorgeous ladies of wrestling, which is another dumb thing. No, that was um, awesome. What was awesome. Women should be allowed to wrestle. They, they should. Okay. I agree. Everybody should be allowed to do whatever the fuck they want, but I don't have to watch it because it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sick. You want, because again, it's the writing aspect. There's all these people all the time that fight with people who like wrestling. They're like, do you know this is fake, right? It's like, yes. I don't go to a movie and think it's real either, you dumb fuck. I like this. It's dumb. It's a soap opera with guys. You can kind of see their bulges and their muscles, and they're jumping around beating people up. Violent soap opera. What? Ah, that's, that's violent three, soap opera. Three words. You pitched it, and you sold it. There you go. I'm on board. Uh, I thought, Whoa, what happened? What are you doing there with your camera? He's um, got a full-on shot of Lily's rack. Uh, no, my thing was missing, and I wanted to see if it was behind my screen. I see. Okay. That's all. All right. Um, so anyway, so, so, uh, oh, wow. I just got a CD. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that because a lot of people are doing that. They're putting out reissues of bands and things. Uh, Lily put out, she's got this bow, wow, wow box set, right? And, uh, on the box set, it, she, she held it up to the camera and she's like, oh, look what I just got. It's amazing. And it's, uh, yeah. you know, bow, wow, wow. And it looks like a cassette on the cover and stuff like that. And she goes, but also it came with this and she opens it up. Mm-hmm. And on the bifold, I think is I'm using that correctly. Thunderfold, yeah. Yeah, it is a uh, it's a naked picture of Annabella Lewin. Now, if you now know she's, anything, she's not completely naked. I'm getting there. Right. If you know anything about Annabella Lewin and Bow Wow Wow, uh, Malcolm McLaren put the band together, I believe. Right, it's him. Yep. And uh, Annabella Lewin was 14 years old when they put the band together, and she was basically naked on every album cover and in promo photos that they did. Like they, they would have her naked uh, sitting in a, in the woods, <laughs> whatever the fuck kind of purporting to look like a, a native American, even though they were English or whatever. And uh, you know, it was, it was that Adam and the ants thing where everybody had the makeup on their face, like the stripey makeup and stuff. Well, so that's because of... the backup band for Annabella was Adam ants, original backup band. Exactly. Malcolm McLaurin stole them because he's a piece of crap. This is what Malcolm McLaren did. And so yep. he, they put the band together. So Lily folds it open and it's Annabelle and she's, uh, she's naked, but she's laying face down and she's got a uh, blanket thrown over her, uh, her, her ass. 
with for lack of a better word or backyard whatever so and then she's got her, her feet backyard. kicked up it's the typical it's the it's and it's a sideways shot it's not because the a big shot you get now is the women holding the phone and taking a long way selfie from their face all the yeah. way down and they're naked and so you can kind of see ass cheeks it's you know what think of the jennifer aniston rolling stone cover all right if you think of that that's usually the picture you get where they got the full-on the woman's face is in the foreground and in the back you can see their ass and stuff like that well this is a sideways uh, length shot where Annabella's looking at the camera and she's naked, but she's got a blanket over her ass, but she's got her feet kicked up and her legs crossed. And uh, it is suggestive, certainly. And uh, so Lily opened it up and I was like, wow, I go, that's worth the price of the box set is just getting that photo in color like that. And she's like, well, but they were exploiting her because she's a child and I don't understand why they would do it. And I'm like, you, in my brain, I'm like, you bought it, you bought it. And so you funded it. And so you, you like this. She goes, I don't like pedophilia and I, I don't support child porn. And I was like, I don't, what do you, I mean, well, I feel very creeped out that that's still the photo on the cover of it. It bothers me to this day that that, and, and when I got it, it was a gift and I was kind of taken aback when I saw that. And I went, really, they're still releasing that picture of a 14 year old like this. Oof. Oof. And, uh, and what did you say? Um, do you, do you remember I, the exchange? Well, I said something along the lines of, but I also know that they're doing okay, I guess, or at least she is because somebody I know hired them for a private party. So I kind of know what she's making now. I don't remember what the number was. I don't even remember what I said, but I was like X amount of dollars. They hired her to sing at a party. Right. She said, you can hire Annabella to come to your, to your house. Now she doesn't know what she got, but she's doing okay. You can hire Annabella to come to your house for a party. And I said, can I hire 14 year old Annabella to come to my house for a party? And Lily almost spit her soda out. She claims it was a gasp. I claimed that she thought it was funny. Uh, and also, you're hearing it now at home, and you're thinking to yourself, this guy just talked about eating pussy till he explodes. <laughs> There's yeah. no way this Annabella Lewin thing was that bad, right? I, I don't think so. And and look, because if you take it at the nuts and bolts, if you take it at the crux, and if you take it that I really meant that I wanted a 14-year-old girl to come to my house to fuck, yes, I'm a terrible fucking asshole. Turn the show off and hate me. But you know me, we're just firing. It's it's a Gatling gun. Whatever comes out, comes out. Look, here's the thing. We said that off the air and you said a punchline that was biting and it made me gasp and almost spit my soda out. And then I burst into laughter because I was like, that is so uncomfortable. I can't believe you said that. And I was like, I know that you said it to get a, 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 a jolt out of me. Yes. And so when you said, let's now say it on the air, I was like, no, I really don't want to recreate that moment. It's creepy. She said, I don't want to because it's pedophilia and I don't I don't support it. And I don't want to child porn. And I'm like, it's a woman who's laying. She's laying down with a blanket over. You can't really see anything. It's side boob. 14 years old. Yes, I know. But she's also grown up now. And she's probably like society that doesn't want to accept that anymore. We don't want to accept the exploitation of children. When are you going to become the Joker officially? I want to know when officially. I don't think that makes me the Joker. I think that makes me the hero. I'm sorry. I want a world in which 16 and 15 and 14 year old girls are not on the cover. Have you seen in downtown LA? The photos are back for Los Angeles apparel. The old LA, uh, do you remember American Apparel? Oh, here? hell yeah. Of yeah, I those do. ads yeah. of 13-year-old girls naked wearing a pair of underwear. I don't know if they're 13. They were. They were. They were back, all underage. That back was the then they problem. were. I don't think the new ones are. Back they then, are. yes. I just right? saw the ad for the Los Angeles Apparel, and I went, that girl is not 18, and if she is, they specifically chose her because she doesn't look 18. And I'm grossed out again that these billboards are all over LA. 
everything old is new again. Well, except everything the models in the, is, except yeah. the model in the, in the you didn't let me fit. God yeah. damn it. I no, set I'm it sorry. up. That's okay. It, but but it's exhausting to see that this motherfucker that had sexual harassment against him and all of these other things took his buyout when he left the company and started a new company and being like, I employ Americans and I'm great. And I'm like, you exploit women and you exploit several communities in L.A. And it's exhausting to go, he's fucking back again. But so, these girls are so pretty. <laughs> An asshole. <laughs> that was, was my uh, laugh. My laugh was exhaustion, not haha. Well, I there's funny Ugh. because there the 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 billboards I like around town are the ones for work boot warehouse. Oh, because God, those it, are ridiculous. Well, because in your brain you're just like, all right, work boot warehouse. It's gonna be some idiot with a Ford truck and look at his hard work as he steps in mud or whatever. No, man, it is just like the hottest fucking women in the world. <laughs> Wearing bikinis and fucking work boots, like bikinis Wolverine and work, work boots, boots and yep. shit, because that will get your attention. That'll make a guy look. That'll make a guy go, okay. And and but that is, to me, that boils everything down to its essence, right there. You're just like, all right, guys at the work boot warehouse, like, how do we get guys in here? Well, guys need work boots. Yeah, but we still need to get our our thing out there. Should we come up with a billboard of some kind? Yeah. What do we want on it? I don't know. What about fucking girls that were in bikinis wearing work boots? That guy. They better have given him all the money in the world. Like they better have given that dude. It's like the guy who invented every kiss begins with K for K jewelers. If that guy worked another day, the rest of his life, I would be shocked. They should have said, okay, we're going to give you $5 million a year because you've invented literally the greatest advertising slogan in history. It, it, every kiss begins with K for K jewelers. That dude, he that's a miracle. You have to be going, I, we... <laughs> Literally, everybody should just blow that guy. Like everybody in the fucking boardroom should blow him what? and give him five million How once is a year. That the payment once a year. He comes in, everybody blows him. They all they all got to take Jesus. a shot. Everybody's got to take one fucking gag on it, and and then it becomes like a seal blowing a bunch of horns. It's the inverse of that. It's a bunch of seals blowing one horn, and then whoever gets the goo is the winner, and then they get to come back next year and they get blown. There you go. How about that? What if I make it that route? I, I do not understand how everything with you ends up in some sort of sexual hunger games. Because I that's awesome. Because that's the way the world should work. I don't Jesus think it Christ. should. That is the way the world works for women. They are constantly exploited that way. Yes, <sighs> look at them making all the money and feeling good about themselves no, and their sexuality. Not at all. They are. There's a girl who's like, oh, I look great in hot pants. I can't wait till I'm out of eighth grade. And they said, take a photo of her instantly. And then they did. And she's like, I feel even better about myself. Your your mic's dead, so nobody heard you say fuck, 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 fuck. I said fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, there's some girl in eighth grade right now. She's playing volleyball. She's like, ah, you know, these I shorts. I don't It's a terrible thing. Nobody wants women to be exploded. Exploited. <laughs> exploded. <laughs> I, look, I'm going to go on. You know, I'm going to be the first. I do not want women exploded. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm going to draw a line in the fucking sand. All you people out there thinking you can explode these women. Fuck that, man. That's wrong. <laughs> Pack it in. Because Sheriff Schmidt's coming to town and making sure it doesn't fucking happen. Then we'll move on to exploited. I have a feeling it would be a lot easier to keep women from getting exploded in this country than it would to keep them from being exploited, quite frankly. Probably uh, not. <laughs> uh, I don't Those look. I don't I don't hand. want I don't want children ex exploited. I don't want I children, know. lady children exploited. We're having I fun. Mean, Seriously, though, looking at this, knowing that she was that age, it's like, 
it bothers me that the conscious decision was let's go ahead and keep that cover like that. All right. But, but I'm going to extrapolate this a bit. I, I have to think Bow Wow Wow had something to do with this. The guy didn't just buy Bow Wow Wow's imagery and Annabelle, all that shit and keep them, if, especially if she's still out now and they're functioning as Bow Wow Wow, they must have some say in the matter. So I can't, if she, if she could have said, don't use that photograph, but she knows it's going to sell the set. I mean, maybe. Is there a way that she's on board with it? I don't know. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You've still, you've got the other photo, too, of them in the jungle? Like, hold oh, yeah, the, all, all three of the albums. She's oh, sitting naked, and they're all wearing yes. clothes. It's That's, brutal. Give me the, and, then the, the, and then the other one is her sitting that one, yes. covered up. Those are the those are the famous photographs. All of these are the famous photographs. Jesus, yeah, look and, at you. And so I, you know, again, I'm thrilled to have them and I'm thrilled, but I was like, they consciously made the decision to go ahead and reissue these photos. And I just it it All creeped right. me out. I'm not well, gonna will, lie, it creeped me out. You're not wrong, and I'll tell you this, because in seeing you hold that up, like I said, I only saw the cassette deck part of it, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you have to take the cellophane off and open it up to see the naked Annabelle photo. I thought, but right there on the cover is well, the, all I, three of the album covers are there. But those are inside the case. What I'm saying is, hold up the the actual case of the box set. Hold up the cover well, of the box that, set. That that has her laying on the front. Right, of it. right. So, but I'm saying in your mind, you think to yourself, you think to yourself, all right, if I'm getting the bow wow wow music, but boy, their imagery was really uh, amazing. I hope that's in here. But they're telling you right on the cover, hey, you're going to get the the naked Annabella. I mean, it's like it's they're telling you right there. Yeah. I did not buy this. I got this as a gift and I am very happy that I got it because some of this music is not available streaming and you know, iTunes has basically just shit all over everyone who ever bought anything from them um with the way they're now running their nonsense. Um so it's like I'm back to I've burnt everything I own onto a CD. I took two and a half days to do it. Yeah. Every every piece of music I have is now backed up on a CD because <laughs> I'm like, fuck all of these streaming services. I bought the music. I want the music. I own the music. You don't get to tell me that I now can stream it if I want. Right. Uh, no, I own it. I bought it. Yeah. Don't take my digital files off my my computer. My favorite thing is you're like, yeah, I backed it all up onto a CD and now I'll never be able to play it again. I'm excited about that. I'm just, I'm just glad to have it on a shelf collecting dust. Well, I have um, it all on CDs. I have the CD to go into my machine to rip them if I have to re-rip them. I right. have all of my music in MP3s now and I have it both on my computer downloaded and I have it on an 8 gig backup as well. Right. Um, because I'm just like, fuck all of this. I bought this music. I bought those cassettes. I bought it as records. I bought it as albums. Yeah. Uh, some of them I had eight tracks of. Go fuck yourself. I am not paying you monthly to listen to music I already own. And this gets back to what I was I saying about, about Bob Dylan selling his, you'll never yes. go broke. You'll never go broke owning this music. So Bob Dylan takes the 400 million now. Hey, hey, he's thrilled. And then these guys can in perpetuity play like a rolling stone in a car commercial and and collect whatever fucking money they want from that now i will say it's a little short-sighted to be buying the catalogs of a legend like bob dylan because his the boomers the audience that was in tune with him is going to die and are you going to be able to effectively use his music to sell people that are you know in in generation z or whatever the fuck they're you know, talking dog robot or whatever the fuck we're going to be buying Generation, in the future. 
Generation Z is feral. I have no idea what they want or like or care about. I, I can tell you what they don't like. the shit out of me. Bob Dylan. <laughs> I can tell, you, I can tell yet, you what they do not like. It's Bob Dylan. Um, yeah, I, I, I know. I don't know what the fuck these kids are doing. And, you know, and I'm sure parents said that about me, but I'm like, I, you know, yeah. I look at, I'm looking at a generation above me and a generation below me. And I'm like, wow, we are so fucked as a country. I, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I would just say that lines are getting blurred and they're just going to get blurrier. It's just oh, the problem is the, you know. No, lines are being drawn. I watch. Um, I watch I watch Gen Z and millennials basically being like, hey, you fucked the world up. Don't put it on me. I don't care. Die with your debt. I'm not going into debt so that you can make widgets. And you yeah. just go, yeah, you're not. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So they're going to go live in, off the grid in Wyoming somewhere. And I'm on landlord talk right now. Oh, boy. And you're watching landlords come on and be like, I cannot believe that my renter has not paid rent for nine months. And and because of COVID, I was only getting 70 percent from the government. And now I have to figure out how to make up the other 30 percent. And the stitch comes in and it's like, oh, you poor landlord. You know what? You should stop buying avocado toast and going to Starbucks every day. And I just laugh. You you need you know what you need you need to get off landlord talk and put on those sparkly panties and just circle around and dance. Like you said, you need to. You need to get your head out of the world for, oh, I don't know, a but, while. But the world is crashing in around us. I mean, it is. I'm, I, we are going to hit a recession that is hard. Chow, chow mein and pussy. That's, and, that's the future. And people who have invested in exploiting other people to pay their mortgages as landlords are going to have a reckoning that is not even funny because of big banks buying up so much property. It's hurting. It's hurting small landlords, not not big banks yet. And the big right. banks will get bailed out, bailed out, and the landlords won't. It's it's brutal. It is just brutal how this country churns through humanity. Listen, if Ice Cube has taught us anything, it's big bank take a little bank. We know this. Yes, you can't get away from it. <laughs> it's fun to watch it play out in real time. I don't know that it is. No, I I <laughs> I, I I see a lot of people in pain, myself yeah. included. But I, but I see a lot of people not in pain. I try to go that route. I, I, you know, look, is the glass half full or is the glass half empty? Well, unfortunately, there's somebody drowning in my glass. So I'm going to go ahead and, and walk to the other room. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to, I'm going to put a straw in there and hope they can climb their way out. That'd be great. I, I'll give them as many straws as they need, unfortunately. But I can't drink the water and save them and then put them in a fucking, you know, I, you, you can't save everybody. You want to try all the fucking time, but you're just like, and again, Look, because, again, there's larger problems and shit like that. But then I find and I try to be benevolent. I'm just like, you know what, man, I'm going to help people. I'm going to do this. And I do. I do what I can to help people. But then I'm still me like old me lives in me. And I get <laughs> fucking still me because <laughs> I try not to get mad. Like I told you, I, you know, I go to a I went last I went to Chipotle to get something to eat because I had a gift card. A, a listener, a nice person sent me a gift card for Christmas two years ago. <laughs> and it's been in my wallet forever and I never used it. And last night I was like, cause again, now I'm broke. So I'm like, Hey, how can I somehow gimmick food out of people? So I remember I had the Chipotle card and I'm like, all right, I'll go over there. So I had, I found out how much was on the Chipotle card and I, and I never, I never go to Chipotle. I just never do. It's just not cause I live in LA. There's tacos and burritos yeah. made by a real guy. I don't need to go to fucking Chipotle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just last week I went to your house and I had to drop something off for you. I had to uh, go and swing by 
and it gave me the opportunity to go to tamale house oh oh my christ do you know how much good. i love tamale house do you know how much i, I love i do <clears throat> i i got i got a fucking pineapple aqua fresca and and i it's that thing where nobody there's only one person who speaks english there there's six employees there's those those abuelas there's like sick ladies who are just making the food or just fucking they're beautiful they're so cute and you're just like ah oh, man i want to knock some shit off a shelf and win you that's what i want to fucking do <laughs> you are so what? cute what is uh, wrong with you what are you talking about that's how cute they are it's like you know you know uh, i want to shoot as much water as i can into the clown's mouth so i can pop the balloon and take you home oh you're so cute abuela so and and look at the cooking look at the thing if i could have her if i had her live at my house oh my god forget it it would just i would just bring home her and a, and a 10 pounds of lard and i would eat like a king for the rest of my life it would be fucking amazing because they do magic. They just fucking, you know, and then all of a sudden there's a meal. You're like, what the fuck just happened? I don't know what happened, but it's great. Oh my God. It's so delicious so there at the, in a tamale house. It's so great. My favorite thing about tamale house is like, uh, they have a, they have a, an electronic like menu board where they got pictures of the food. It's amazing. But the place, it smells like a dumpster. Like, I mean, it's just, it, the rest of the place is garbage. They put all their money in the sign and then the quality of the food. But then they're using like an old hand crank register that Dragnet had to bust a case where a guy stole it in the fifties. Literally, they bought it at some fucking police auction from nineteen fifty-seven. This was used in a robbery. There's still blood on it, caked on the zero, but they don't care. They just fucking ring up money. Ting ting. Hello, how are you today? So there's like one, there one or two ladies who speak English, and everybody else just cooks. So I go, I I was by your house, and Tamale House is two miles away. So when I left your house that day, I was like, wait a minute. It was this, I had this, it was like a bolt from the blue. It was this beautiful epiphany. It wasn't like I even planned it all day. Like I was like, cause I, again, I'm usually in the house. So I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? Uh, do I want to drive far? But, but I just happened to be by your house. And I was like, holy fuck. Cause when I would podcast at your house, your old house, yeah, I, I would go there. I would, I would go yeah. there beforehand or after all the time. So I, it just was, I was so happy. You want to talk? That was my sparkly <laughs> panties. My sparkly panties was realizing that I was at Tamale House in the afternoon. I could fucking eat there. So I, I drove. I went. I had to go around the parking. The because their parking is a nightmare. So I had to go around the block twice to find a spot. But I didn't care. I walked in, and and again, it was the every table was dirty, and I knew I was home. It, it just. <laughs> There was rice and napkins on every single table, and I don't. You don't care, you know what I mean? What are you gonna get mad? And they have those, those plastic plates that are just beautiful because they're awful. You could buy them at any fucking thrift sale that you see. You pull up on the side of the road, someone selling a top that's two times too small, and a pile of those plastic plates. But I, I walked up to the counter and I, I said to the lady, you know, because they have, uh, they have a breakfast where it's ham and eggs. Uh, they have a breakfast plate which is a tamale and then scrambled eggs and stuff. And I said, "Hey, can I get uh, a breakfast plate? But can I get the the huevos mexicano because they have that that's with pep yeah. with you know chili peppers and and tomatoes." And she's like, "Oh, of course you can." And I said, hey, "Can I also get a a, a pork tamale? I, I got a sweet corn tamale with my my breakfast plate, but I also wanted to get a pork tamale." And she's like, "Of course, pineapple, pineapple, I go fresca, whatever." And it's you know it's fucking fifteen dollars. You know what I mean for this fucking pile of food? And then I sit down and. Uh, the English, the woman who speaks English goes in the back. So now there's just the two abuelas running around hey, and they're talking in Spanish. Another guy comes in, he speaks Spanish, they're talking to him. And then they uh, go, you know, 88, 80. You know, there, there's literally, there's one other family in there. It's only me. I'm the only guy who ordered. 
but they yell at 88, number 88. So I, I get up and I go over and they had made my, uh, they had made a, a, a delightful rice and beans. And then there's a perfect corn tamale uh, with uh, you know sweet corn. But then they made two sunny side up eggs. Ooh. That's what normally comes with the breakfast plate. And, uh, and I, I looked and I, and then I knew I was in trouble because, <laughs> because the English speaking lady is nowhere to be seen. So now I have to say to the unbelievably cute and adorable abuela that she's made an error or a mistake. And inevitably you backslide into El Mistaco because I mean, you don't know what the fuck to say. You're just like, eh, oh no, no, see, uh, uh, habla. No, no, si yo habla. Oh, oh, uh, 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 huevos in, incorrect. I'm like trying to explain it to her. Wrong huevos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you, you can't see this visually, but Lily will see it. Uh, I scramble, I scramble. <laughs> and I move my hands back and forth really quickly. And I go, hey, Mexicano, huevos hey, Mexicano. And she goes, oh, see, and she points at the picture on the, now I realize now yeah. this is why they have the electric sign. <laughs> so these women who can't speak English can point at the thing they yes. made and go, fuck you. That's what I made. That's what you ordered. And I said, yes, but when I order, I tell me, I tell a counter, you know what I mean? You're trying what? to fucking, and in my, because normally, because I've been doing this lately, I'll go to Google Translate and I'll punch in what I want to say yeah. and I'll just say it out loud. I do it. Yeah. But because I was, it was frustrating because she was, she was very kind, but she's also cooking other things. So she can't pay attention yeah. to me. And I didn't want her to burn somebody else's fucking eggs. So I'm just like, no, see, uh, other lady, other lady. And she's like, uh, I go, other, uh, other, uh, uh, and I said, abuela, like an idiot, other abuela, other lady. And she's like, oh, see, see, hold on. And she went and cooked the rest of the stuff. And she went and got the other lady. And I said, I said, hi, I said, I ordered. The, and she goes, oh, yes, you did. I'm, I'm so sorry. And she goes over and speaks Spanish to the, the woman and they take it. They take the plate. Yeah. And uh, in, in an, like in another restaurant, they would just go, all right, well, we'll make you the huevos Mexicano, maybe. Uh, yeah. And then you just get the sunny side eggs because what are they going to do with yeah. the sunny side eggs besides throw them in the trash? Uh, or they would make you a whole new plate. Yeah. Uh, not here. Not at Tamale House. They take it. They scrape the two sunny sides right into the trash. And then they and they give me the same rice and beans and tamale, and yeah. then they just make up the scramble, which is so dumb. It is it is like you know what I mean. It's like, but at the same, I'm not trying to get over and get two new eggs. Yes, I'm not. but if you're saying that's not what I wanted, then they're going to throw them away because they can't reserve right. them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, um, I've been in places where they go, well, just you can, you can just keep those or whatever, and I'll because yeah. they might think I'm allergic or I don't like them. You're absolutely right, but it does make me laugh when they throw them. They just threw them away and kept the plate as is all they did was just literally took my plate over the trash and scraped those two eggs in so now my plate's been that close to the trash and uh and then they put the scramble on yeah but no it just made the food taste better like literally i <laughs> in that kind of place you want your you want your plate as close to the trash can as you can possibly get it because all of the 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 ghostly vapors of breakfast's <laughs> past are just going to infect your goddamn uh, uh plate you know what i mean the ghostly yeah exactly it's like it's like when people like i said when people were mad that i was gonna eat escort pussy it's like fuck you every pussy you ate tastes like the ghost of a thousand dicks that's just it just does get off your fucking high horse um so they fucking so they give me my eggs and then i put it down and i took a pic it was so beautiful i took a picture of it i put it on social media i was just like and i was just like god damn i love california 
So that's why I don't go to Chipotle because I don't need to because I got six abuelas and an electric sign making me whatever the fuck I want. It's it was so good. And it was just, dude, and I couldn't finish it. You know what I mean? So I had half of it there and I knew I had half of it for later. And I was like, oh, it was in my fridge. I couldn't wait to eat it. It was so good. I was so happy the next day. You know what I did the next day? I'm going to tell you, I made I made scrambled eggs. I actually cooked for myself. I made scrambled eggs and then put them on top of the tamales and stuff that was left and then just put a bunch of fucking hot sauce on it and ate it in my house. Oh God, it was glorious with rye toast. Oh my God, dude. I'm serious. I, you know, food and sex neck and fucking neck for me. Always, always, always. It's a shame. And I'm sure when you hear me talk about it, it's crazy, but, but dude, to have a perfect Mexican breakfast, hot eggs that you made yourself with some fucking little habanero hot sauce from the Marisco's Jalisco truck, drizzle that on there. Fucking pork tamale heated up. Oh, dude. It's it's a miracle. Food is a goddamn miracle when you get it right. What I am hearing from all of this is that you would very much like people to get you gift certificates to Tamale House. Oh, my God. A a veritable avalanche of them, if you will. Do do they sell gift certificates at Tamale (laughs) House? They don't know what that means. They have no idea. Because they they don't take credit cards, do they? Um, no, they did. They, they, oh, they did now. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. They had, a, um, they, they took the, the strike. Oh wait, did they, they might not have. Cause I went to another place yesterday that also didn't take, they were like, we only take cash. Um, there's a chicken place by my house. There are a lot um, of places right now that are yeah, cash yeah. only. It might, you know what? It might've been that's going on. Well, but, but look, either way, even if I just tried to give them paper for food, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> they'd be like, unless there's a president on it, unless Thomas Jefferson's on this fucking money, we're not taking it for these eggs. You know, I don't get a gift certificate, whatever the fuck it says on it. Take that and fucking walk out. And also that joint, it's right next to that, op- that auto parts, that auto garage. So there's very, you walk over, there's various motors splayed out. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how they do that fucking work. Uh, it's just the perfect place to eat. Then there's on the corner, there's that market that sells shit from Mexico that you've never seen in your goddamn life. You're like, I've seen all of it. I've seen all of it at Eddie's parents' house. Alligator repellent. Why would I ever need that? (laughs) You never know. You never fucking know, man. Could be there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I say this because when I went to Chipotle yesterday and I found out about the gift card, I go, all right, I'm excited because there's a Chipotle commercial that runs during football all the time. Constantly. And I don't, again, I don't notice it, whatever the fuck, but you see it because you can't help but see it because yeah. you have to watch it because you're watching football. And they have a new Guajillo steak. It's a garlic steak recipe. And normally when I go to a Chipotle once a year, I get carnitas because I like carnitas anywhere. I'm gonna, I'll eat, that's the whole point. You can't, unless you dry it out, you're not going to fuck up pork. Um, but I was going to try the Guajillo steak. I'm, I'm excited. And I, so I, and there's, dude, there's only three people in the Chipotle. There's fucking nobody there. There's more employees than there are fucking customers. And so they check out my gift card and they figure it out and I go, great. And I, so I go, then I have to go back to the beginning of the line, <laughs> which is Chipotle is that thing where you, you know, you got to slide down like the soup Nazi. You're like, yes, no, yes, no. Um, which works for burritos does not work for fucking pizza. You fucking blaze pizza, rev pizza assholes. I fucking, I think it is the dumbest fucking <laughs> thing in the world. Hey man, you, you just go ahead and walk around and tell us what toppings you want. I get it. Here's a better idea. What if I tell you what toppings I want and I don't have to walk down and pick them out. Like I'm at a goddamn pepperoni mall. I don't fucking not <laughs> interested. Jesus Christ. You got to walk down blaze pizza. You're like, Oh, that's what I mean. You're like, Oh, this is, Oh goodness. Christ. I didn't realize that these, these onions were on display. I, you know, fuck you put onions on my pizza. That's it. At the counter. I can tell you at the register. Hey, you know what? I want sausage and onions on my pizza. 
I don't have to shuffle down like a kindergartner going, I don't want yep. that. I want that. I don't want that. And then they're like, you want some sauce on this pizza? No, fuckhead. I don't want sauce on this pizza because I'm from Mars. Who doesn't <laughs> want fucking sauce on their pizza? Drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. Fuck you, pizza. Just be pizza. Don't try to be burritos or sandwiches. Subway invented that shit because they were like, you know what? We're going to hire people so fucking dumb. They can only put one thing on at a time. Well, you couldn't. <laughs> don't tell me about a ham sandwich with lettuce, tomato. Whatever. You lost. You lost me. Hey, man, can I have a fucking ham and cheese with tomato and lettuce and onion? Stop right there, sir. How am I supposed to keep up with this bullshit? I barely got out of high school. Yes, I'm a sandwich artist. Clearly, I'm a sandwich artist. But art takes time. So please slow down when you make this order, you fucking jerk. God damn it. Sorry, Paco. I didn't realize you and your Picasso sandwich ways were somebody I had to get in the way of. I should have said Pablo there because it would have crushed it. <laughs> but Subway invented it. You walk down, you're like, I want that. Don't want that. I want that. I don't want that. And they turn everybody into five-year-olds. I want that. I don't want that. I want that. I don't want that. Fuck. Sandwiches, it sort of works. You got to do it because they fucking, you have to do it. Jimmy John's, all of those fuckheads do it now. It's this yeah. weird sandwich assembly line. Just fucking make me a ham and cheese sandwich with <laughs> onions and tomatoes. That's it. I don't want that. I want that. I Fuck off. I'm not four. And then, pizza, like I said, pizza is even worse. Burritos, it can work, and, and sandwich is fine, but pizza is so stupid. Because pizza, you're only putting like a couple things on. You can't remember that shit? Whatever. So I go to Chipotle. I'm ready. I belly up to the bar for the guajillo steak. Because that's what they have now. They have guajillo steak. I don't even know what that is. Well, I got to go from, so I go in and I go right to the register. Now I got to back up and go from the front. And also, I, I walked right past a guy who was in the middle of his I don't want that dance. And he shot me a look like I was cutting in line. I'm like, dude, what do you think I'm doing? Am I cutting in line to pay for your order? No, I'm going to get, I'm talking to the register guys. They don't even, they're not even the same zip code as the fucking tortilla <laughs> chick. So I'm not cutting ahead of you. So I, get, I find out how much I got and then I double back and I go to the, uh, the lady and I go, uh, you know, I'll have a burrito. And she was this poor girl, just, just a, a tiny little mouse of a lady. You know what I mean? She was a cute little, probably in high school, just out and, and visibly shaking like Wren. You know what I mean? The the from Ren and Stimpy, just like uh, she just she does she looks like she's gonna be cold for the rest of her life. <laughs> I can a. Really? She's tiny. She was this little wisp of a girl. She just someone someone somewhere like did a bubble bath and one bubble floated away and popped and she landed on the ground <laughs> out of it. That's how tiny she was. Just this poor. She was one of the Mothra singing girls, you know what I mean? From fucking the, the old movie. She's just <laughs> tiny, tiny girl in her little Chipotle outfit. And she's got like her legs crossed and her arms crossed. She's so freezing, just shaking. <laughs> Gonna be cold the rest of her life. And I said, I want a burrito. She said, okay. She was so nice and wanted to help me so much. And she put the little, the, the big ass tortilla. She had to get, you know two hands and get a person to help her as they hoist it out of the bag because she doesn't want to get covered in it because it's happened before and she's accidentally got lost in a tortilla and they had to give her the damn. <laughs> they put it on the hot plate and they smashed the thing on it but she only smashed it for like a second but it was such a struggle for her to lift the tortilla and then pull up the hot plate i didn't want to ask her to like you know i'd like a warm tortilla please whatever yeah so she put it down and she pulls it over and uh she goes do, do you beans and rice and i said pardon me 
because she was like you know just a whisper of a girl and uh beans and rice and i said oh you know no beans but rice i go but she goes i go but i want uh i want your guajillo steak i said i can't stop seeing commercials i want the guajillo steak and she makes a face that i could only assume you would make if you were staring into oncoming traffic oh no her eyes get big and she makes this frowny kind of like like she's shocked she's stunned she's terrified and as if headlights are bearing down upon her she looks at me and then she kind of carefully turns her head to the back to the uh the flat grill yeah which is filled with raw guajillo steak Ooh, and she goes we're cooking it now i said okay i go how long does that take she goes i don't know and i went and i was again i'm not mad at her i i I, you couldn't be mad at her in a million years i don't know all i wanted to do was save her you know you think i want to bring (laughs) home i want to bring home abuelas from the other place i just want to cup her in my hands and make a wish (laughs) but not a wish for me a wish for strength for her to tackle the rest of the world going you know what i mean i just she was she needs everybody in her fucking corner she's she's the cindy lou who of chipotle you know just fucking <laughs> holding a strawberry that's bigger than her head and so i can't get mad at her but i have to admit i go to chipotle once every fucking two years and you you've fucking blitzkrieg me with these commercials, Hitler himself could not have done a better carpet bombing of, of a fucking of an uh, a, a panel of land or whatever the fuck than Chipotle's done with the airwaves with this fucking commercial, and and you don't have it. The day I go in there, they don't fucking have it. I I'm and I'm sitting there and I want to get like I just you want to freak out, kinda. You just want to go, what the fuck is going on? You because again, when you walk up, by the way, there's the Chipotle sign, and underneath it, now new Guajillo steak, Guajillo steak, unbelievable Guajillo steak, the best steak. <laughs> You're gonna want to fuck this steak. It's so good. And you walk in, hey, can I have some Guajillo? Oh no, she's oh, like no. so. so this, this poor urchin has to tell this giant that he couldn't possibly get the steak. As Jack climbs the beanstalk to try to save her. Oh, dude. And I'm just fee fi fo fumming around trying to figure out what my gift card will buy me because I'm broke. <laughs> and so now I'm even more mad about that. Uh, I didn't, and I did not get mad at her. So I just went, okay. Well, I said, I like carnitas. And she goes, we have carnitas. She was so happy. We have carnitas. <laughs> and I don't even know, like, I don't even know if she's normally like this or if she's just been so destroyed by people yelling at her in a retail capacity, <laughs> because that's all people do now in restaurants or in a yeah. retail capacity is fucking shout at people because they think that for some reason, these people are not employees, but indentured servants who have to do everything that they're fucking told. It happens everywhere I go at the fucking grocery store. Although I fucked this, but then, like I said, I'm that guy who I feel that employees and everybody like that should get the benefit of the doubt. And, uh, you know, again, a year ago, we were fucking giving these people standing ovations just because they went to work and didn't die. And now we're mad at them because there's no fucking Guajillo steak. Even though it's not their fault, there's no fucking Guajillo steak. But yeah. there's those, I, like I said, I contain multitudes. There are there are so many <laughs> different sides of me where it's like I could be, I'm. you know what, I feel for you and your plight. And it's terrible. I know you want to just go home to your bottle cap and sleep. <laughs> Uh, 
I know. I know. You just want to curl up with a fucking with a basil a basil leaf, pull it over you, and sleep in your bottle cap. But unfortunately, uh, I have to ask you again if there's guajillo steak. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. All right, but it just man, I. And so you, there's that thing in you where you're like, I just want to be kind and nice and benevolent. And I understand it's not her fault. It's nobody's fault. But also part of me wants to just Hulk smash the shit out of the fucking place. Because for two fucking years, you've been telling me about Guajillo steak. And the day I show up, you don't fucking have it. There's nine signs. And granted, it's just it's on the grill cooking, which is good. I guess it shows me that they're freshly making the Guajillo steak. But at the same fucking time, have some Guajillo steak ready when I walk in the fucking door. What the fuck? I went to Ralph's. I went to fucking Ralph's the other day. And look, should I be eating Chipotle? No, but I'm broke. I had a gift card. And and this Ralph story, you're going to go, shouldn't be buying that. I don't give a fuck. You're right. But I walked down the aisle, the chip aisle, and they had Doritos. Doritos are two for eight bucks. And Doritos reentered my life during the pandemic. <laughs> because they taste like fucking high school. They, ta- yes. they just taste like my youth. Like d- nacho yep. cheese Doritos taste like my youth. Well, now they put out a special flavor, a short, a one of a t- uh, like a limited time flavor, taco Doritos. When I was a kid, when I'm, I'm talking, this is elementary school, Mike. Fucking, I liked the corn Doritos because I liked their blue bag, and Lenny liked the taco Doritos, which were too spicy for my little palate. <laughs> so we would always, my mom would buy one bag of each, and I would get to eat the corn ones, and Lenny would get to eat the taco ones. Well, as indicated by me telling you about all of my Mexican food adventures, my palate has become educated as I've gotten older. <laughs> and so I enjoy the taco Dorito because it's one of the few chips you can buy now that isn't trying to ruin your sinuses for the rest of your goddamn life. <laughs> flame and hot, flame and hot barbecue, flame and hot dill pickle, flame and hot Cheetos. Holy shit. It's like a pitchfork in your face. I don't want that. <laughs> a terrible brand. That, that's what they all have. Hey, you ever had a branding iron pressed against your uvula? Buy these fucking chips. You'll know exactly what it's like. Fuck that, man. Quit trying to kill me. I don't want food that tries to, because again, there's all these, any food you have to dare me to finish, I'm not interested in buying. I'm here for a nice meal. Don't try to trick me into doing something. But that's what it is. Hey, who wants a chip you can only eat one of and you die? Nobody! (laughs) Nobody! They've invented an industry where they sell you one chip in a fucking, in a a cardboard box. That's the one chip challenge. Go on uh, social media. It's only $8. Go ahead, buy it. You just paid $8 for a chip. You lost the challenge. I got news for you. You <laughs> lost the fucking challenge. Don't pretend that you got over on anybody. You, I don't give a fuck if you ate it. I don't give a fuck if you eat the box. You lost the fucking challenge. You paid 8 bucks for a chip. Oh, pa- Paquito ghost pepper chips. I'll bet you and your friends can't finish them. Oh, oh, okay. Lying in the sand with my snack food. What the fuck? Who wants that? <laughs> I just want a snack. I, I just want a side. I want something with my sandwich. I would like a nice companion on my sandwich. I don't want something that you pour on the plate next to your sandwich and it beats the shit out of your sandwich. Why do I want to buy a bully? I don't want to buy a fucking, this ridiculous bully uh, snack food. I don't fucking want it. I just want chips. Remember chips? Chips are great. I don't need them to glow in the dark. I don't need nuclear fucking heat capabilities. I don't want a chip that'll power a jet. I just want to fucking eat a snack. Drives me crazy. Out of my mind. So so I Doritos has now put out the taco chip as a limited time thing. So they were, and they're on clearance. Regular Doritos, two for $8. Taco, two for $7. Ooh. 
I'm like, you know what? I save 50 cents in the deal and I get the taco chips, which I like anyway. Should I be eating Doritos? No, I shouldn't. Shut up. So uh, I grab the taco Doritos. I do the rest of my shopping. I buy some chunky soups. I buy some rice. Uh, just I say that because do I say that because you need to know that I bought regular food? Yes, I do. I bought a pound of ham. Uh, and then I go. So I go to check out. Right. And, and uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, whenever I leave Ralph's, they hire me. <laughs> yes. Because I apparently work there because I get to check out my own groceries. Uh, and normally you can decide, hey, I don't work here and I don't want to check out my own groceries. Good. Go wait in the line with 40 other people who made that decision with the one checker we've hired because we are trying to break the fucking union. Yep. Uh, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing. Um, and so I go to, well, I do the self-check, but I look, I do the self-check anyway, and I don't, I don't bitch about it. I, I want to get out of there fucking quick. So I'm, I'm happy to do my stuff and get the fuck out of there. That's totally fine. And, uh, and if occasionally I forget to ring up a pound of ham, that's $14. That's the cost of doing business, Ralph. <laughs> so. <laughs> there I, should look, be paying minimum wage. <laughs> honestly, you know what? I missed that day of training. Possibly. I just, I, you would think that I would have watched the movie and learned all about this. Anyway, so I'm scanning shit. So I go to leave. I go to check out. And, uh, but so here's, but here's where it redoubles back on me. Okay. Uh, I go to scan my stuff and then I scan those Doritos and they're $4. Compass four bucks. And uh, that's incorrect. So, but sometimes though, when you press pay now, then they take your deductions. Right. Okay. So I press pay now and they take the chunky soups off and all this stuff. And the Doritos are still four bucks. Now look, I'm 55 years old. 50 cents isn't that big a deal to me. It, it really isn't. As, as much as I tell you, I am, things are really tight right now. Uh, 50 cents isn't going to make or break me. Now, in two days, yes, 50 cents is going to make or break me. <laughs> but in the moment, like it's like when they bring out the new stamps. I've talked about this many times. If stamps are 30, 30 cents and they're like, oh, stamps are now 35 cents and people will go wait in line to buy the five cent yeah. stamps. I'm like, what the fuck is your time worth? Just use two 30 cent stamps on your fucking envelope. What do you care? That's a quarter. Who the fuck cares? So that same logic goes here with the Doritos. You're like, it's 50 cents. And that's true. But the guy working the, uh, the, you know, cause they have one employee who's just, you know, wandering around the self checkout in case you need a bag or something, or there's some sort of issue. And he is the manager of the store. I've dealt with him many times. I've also been coming to this Ralph's for 15 years. And so he, he'll even say hi to me sometimes when I walk in the store. And so I go, I go, Hey, uh, Tim. And, uh, he comes over, he goes, Hey, what's going on? I go, Hey, you know, I just, I ring up these Doritos and they're on closeout. And uh, he goes, yeah, they're on sale, two for eight. I go, but these are two for seven. I go, so just they, it rang up as three fifty instead of four, thinking that he's just because again, I've done this before. This has happened where they it fucks yeah. up, and this is why the self checkout is so hilarious. You you tell them, hey, this is supposed to be a dollar, and it charged me five, and they go beep 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 beep, and they just that's it. You're saved yeah. the forty. They don't give a fuck. They because they they shouldn't give a fuck. They're just employees doing whatever. So I said yeah. to him, I go, yeah, and he goes, oh, okay. Well, I know that they're two for eight. So, so now he's challenging me like he, and he's not really challenging me, but he's kind of challenging me Yeah. where I just go, no, they're, I go, these particular ones, there's a ticket that says close out underneath them and they're two for seven. And he goes, oh, all right. Um, and he's not going for his little card, his swipey card. And he goes, um, all right. And then he goes for his swipey card after pondering it for 10 seconds and he swipes it and he voids them. He takes them off. And I go, well, no, I just, I wanted them for the 350. 
I go, I don't, you don't need to void the whole thing. I go, well, you need to void the four. I go, but I should, I, do I scan them now at 350? He just goes, oh, you still want them? <laughs> and this is, this is already far too complicated. It doesn't need to be this fucking complicated. And also it's 50 fucking cents. I, I walked past a broken jar of pickles as I was shopping. You guys just took $3 in the fucking neck. And you know what you did? You swept it up and threw it away. Nobody paid the price. Nobody paid the ultimate price for the broken fucking jar of hot dill snackers. Nobody. <laughs> so he goes, you still want them? And I go, well, yeah. I go, and he goes, okay, <sighs> hold on. I'll be right back. And he takes the bag and I go, where are you going? And he goes, well, I got to go see the tag. And I go, you know what? Fucking forget it. Which was, of course, an overreaction. Clearly an overreaction on my part. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to say fucking forget it is an overreaction for a bag of Doritos. Because also, I will tell you this. It never looks good when fat guy has snack tantrum. That is never good in public, in private, anywhere. Nobody nobody likes to see it. And I just went, fuck that, forget it. And he goes, excuse me? And I go, I go, I go it's 50 cents. I go, you're going to walk all the way to the chip aisle to verify if I'm lying or not? I go, I just bought $50 worth of groceries. Why would I lie about 50 cents? And he just, he's slack jawed, just looking at me because I guess nobody ever talks to them or says anything. And I just went, it's no big deal. I don't need them. And he goes, okay. Like even then he wasn't willing to give them to me for 350. Even then he goes, Okay, yeah, no problem. And he just put them in the overstock cart. And I and then now I'm furious. I won't lie, I'm fucking furious because I wanted to go, I've been coming here for 15 years. I know your fucking name. I say hi to you when I walk in. Why would you ever and did he think, let me ask you this, is this a 10-year-long con to learn your name, <laughs> gain your friendship and your trust, and eventually steal 50 cents from the Kroger Corporation? What the fuck is wrong with you? Give me the Doritos, man. <laughs> And at that point, I wanted to just grab him and spike him like a football and jump on him. Fuck you. There you go. Now they're really, now they're really fucking broke. Now you can't leave. So that guy lives in me too. (laughs) I wanted to say, hey, Tim, you remember a year and a half ago when everybody was applauding you? We were all banging pots and pans or whatever the fuck because you went to work behind a plexiglass shield. I stuck up for you, man. I told everybody this was fine. You guys, you know what? I don't know about heroes. That seems kind of a stretch for a guy's stock and soup. But at the same fucking time, good for you guys. And I'm glad that you went and did this. It really helped us out. And now, now, now you're going to go to the wall with me over 50 fucking cents? What the fuck, man? Is your is your name Tim Kroger? Because why the fuck do you have this much care about 50 fucking cents for this giant corporation that is fucking you on a daily basis? So that guy lives in me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's the guy who wants to be nice to everybody and wants to say, you know what, man, this is no way. Hey, you know what? I can be easy going. Everything's fine. We're fine. You're fine. Everything's great. Who's great? You're great. Unfortunately, uh, there's also the guy that wants to strangle Tim Kroger to death over 50 cents. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. <laughs> it drives you because it because it accumulates. It, it just drives it, you nuts. It, it does. It bankrolls forward until you have a giant bomb in your head just waiting for the wrong thing. And again, he is working for registers because they're not letting him hire anybody. And he's like, I'm not being paid enough to walk back to get a 50 cent discount. I just yeah. and and again, he also has to do the if I just overwrite it here. And I have to override everything because nothing in the store is set up right because I don't have enough employees. They're going to come down on my neck for giving away too much food. And 
I probably want to just walk out in front of a bus. I mean, I, I can't imagine what it's like. Well, I can, because again, I'm also yeah. on grocery talk. <laughs> oh. I know what it's like. <laughs> I watch it all day long and I argue and I go, I, I argue with checkers sometimes and I go, you know that you're not wrong, but you are because you're apologizing for the billion dollar business that doesn't pay you enough. And so, you know, if, if you want to sit here and go, here are all the reasons why, great, but system's still broken and you have to go walk now. Sorry. All right. Look, everybody who was going to send me <laughs> gift certificates for Tamale House, let's go ahead and reposition that cash and everybody send Lily sparkly panties. <laughs> no, so, please don't. I don't need any sparkly So panties. we can get her off I'm, of grocery talk. I am good. <laughs> uh you got time for plugs or no time for plugs i do not i am having um my right eye has been really blurry the last two days and i've been doing a lot of like numbers and stuff and all of a sudden it is um it's flashing which means i'm about to get a migraine which is why i don't you can't see this but i literally put my little beanie cap on and pulled it down over my eye because it is so sensitive to the light right now i'm Kind of well, worried. I, well, I'm yeah. very worried because you say it's that, but it could also mean trains coming. So, I mean, <laughs> whenever, <laughs> whenever I see flashing lights, I mean, forget about it. I got to stop at the crossing. It's brutal. I, I, right. I'm so sick of my body. I literally am. It, it's, it's awful. And I, I work with somebody right now that I went in and I was like, I'm having a bad day. And I just, I'm like, some days I just want to end it because it's, you know, there's no, there's no good end to this disease. Yeah. And she's just like, well, I'm praying for you. And I went, I'm going to stop you right there. Don't ever say those words to me. <laughs> if you want to go home and pray for me, go ahead. But don't tell me you're praying for me. Oh, boy. And and she goes, excuse me. And I go, you know what? Don't shove your lifestyle choice down my throat. What are you doing? She's doing a nice thing. And you can just, I, you can just I get, am, you're I am very nice. Thank you. It. I am I am tired of it. I am tired of religious people telling me how I should lead my life, how I should do my life. And they're, you know, uh, gay people aren't allowed to survive. Women are not allowed to have abortions. But I can come in and tell you I'm praying for you. No, you can't. Stop. I don't want to hear it anymore. Go pray in the privacy of your own home like you're asking us to live our lives. I, I'm done with it. And so it's just it's been a long day for me already and the, the migraine is coming and then of course she also told me that have i ever considered taking magnesium and i just looked at her and i go i have 14 doctors yes magnesium has come up yeah i'm like you know it just well, i don't I'll, have the patience for it with an attitude like this please do not go to chipotle <laughs> i'm not going to because that's all i need to hear is that a waif was murdered in studio yes. city last night and and please do not think that i'm like your religion go fuck yourself i don't feel that way but i am very much at the point right now that religion is being used in a very bad way in this country to abuse and oppress other people so go home and do it in your living room that's fine i don't want to hear about it anymore well, this, this show used to end on jokes, but <laughs> instead now we've got a uh, a screed. We're going to end with screeds from now on. That's going to be the plan. We're going to go ahead and take the things that you hold dear Wait. in your life and tear them asunder directly in front of your face. <laughs> tell the tell the joke from this is uh, not this is us. This is the end or whatever the fuck the name of it is. Tell uh, the joke she told that made me laugh. So the final joke of the show. Yeah, the, the joke said? about the, yeah. 
the cow. Um, I don't. I remember the one about the jeans. There was because the, again, it did make me laugh <laughs> yeah, when she yeah. said it. Well, you tell it if you know it. No, I'm not. It's, you, you're the Joker. Yeah, I'm the Joker. No, you're I'm, you're becoming the Joker. Clearly, you're becoming <laughs> the Joker, and people are in danger. People are in right. danger. Uh, Just go watch episode four. <laughs> yeah, watch episode four. It's fun. It's great. And uh, all right, you uh, love you. Thank you for your. I help. love you too. I'm sorry. It's just it's it's hitting and it's starting to just throb. Sure. My head well, is awful. Then so. go take care of it. And uh, all right. And thanks. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. No, don't. I don't like saying goodbye. No, because if your eyes flashing and you die, it's the last thing I said to you. I don't say goodbye to people. So uh, thank you for being here. Take care. Okay. So long and thanks for all the fish. Oh Christ. <laughs> See ya.